welcome. What Hi. up? To Three Dudes Season 4. Wow. <laughs> Do you believe it? I genuinely don't. <laughs> Coming to you live and direct from sunny Dave's basement <laughs> in Youngstown, Ohio. <laughs> uh. <laughs> the Three Dude cast uh, in its fourth year, officially out of uh, toddlerhood. Yeah, right. And into early childhood. Yes. EC. I don't think it'll ever progress beyond God, early, early childhood. childhood. <laughs> we'll get to like age seven. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> Probably something like that. It'll just be more farts, yeah. more burps. We got lots of poops lined lots up. Of, lots of poops. We, we got, got lots of poops. Sliding out. Just fucking I got things flopping all over the <laughs> I got goddamn place. Plans, um, you say. Yeah. Plans, you say. Actually, I need a new notebook. Yeah, you do. Uh, I, I'm starting this brand new book here, so. <sighs> season four. What hopes do we have for our baby season four? Uh, you know, we didn't uh. really. The only promise that we made is that I was going to pound a beer before every podcast. Oh, so uh, let's, wanna, let's do, do that. that. Right. <laughs> ben, please uh, fill the dead air as we pound a beer. This is not going right. to happen every episode. <laughs> Yeah. Well, all right. So, uh, yeah, season four of the Three Dudes cast is brought to you as always by our oh god, our uh, the same poundability I used to debatable uh, benefactor done. Roger Sick Bastard. Woo, woo. Uh, the man, the man who who once uh, insulted me for my choice of socks. <laughs> the man who once threatened to spit directly into my mouth for saying Pepsi was okay when I was asked at Denny's. Oh, hey, speaking of Denny's, I don't even know Austintown Denny's is closed. What? I drove by there the other day in the middle of the day. I was just there. Yeah, I drove by in the middle of the day. Nothing. The place is closed. It wasn't a holiday. There was no reason for it. Oh, shit. There was no one there. Maybe it was, uh, maybe there was like a termite Thing. I don't know. Maybe they needed like a. Maybe they were exterminating there's or something. A, there's a termite. Know. There's a termite there exterminating. There's a big termite behind the counter, and he refuses to leave. <laughs> so they close the yeah. store because what else are you gonna yeah. do? You can't argue with him. He's a termite. Dave, this is really Ter- good beer. Thank you. Termite. It's almost a shame to pound it. I know. Just as I can. You ever hear the one about the termite who walks into a bar? No. And he says, "Hey, is the bartender here?" Uh, <laughs> yeah. Da, da, That's pretty good. Da, da. <laughs> Yeah, actually, drinking that beer really fast is probably like it feels bad. It feels bad. It's not. It's it's, <laughs> it's, it's too good of a beer to pound. But I'm I'm gonna I'm it's gonna a, get through this. It's also a little too carbonated, mm-hmm. so you just feel it like taking up space in your belly. Yeah, I already let out a <laughs> the first gross burp of season four. Yay, Morty! Oh, Morty! <laughs> Off to a great start, mm-hmm. everybody. Oh, yeah. Yes. Um, new so, year, new, same old us. <laughs> New year, <laughs> new us? No. Nah. No, it's not the new us. No. Um, same as it ever was. Same as it ever was. Same as it ever was. And you may was. find yourself sitting in Dave's basement with a cold drink. <laughs> and you may find you yourself. You definitely will. You will. You will. You'll find yourself doing that a lot. Mm-hmm. At least every other Tuesday. <sighs> Maybe. Uh, so anyway. Why am I just, just sweating? Uh, I don't know. Because I don't know. We're all out of shape. Man. Stage fright, man. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, right. Get the fuck you have, over it. You have ghosts in your brain. <laughs> Just ghosts? They're, they're, yeah, out of shape ghosts that are. What the hell are you talking about? <laughs> I don't know. Hey, parasites and mutants in my brain. <sighs> oh God. Um, so uh, the old yeah, that was the only promise that we made that we were going to change. Pound, yeah, to pound a beer right before the podcast, oh, and uh, lo and behold, here we are. It is odd to realize go. that. Gosh, I mean, so considering that this is our, we started this podcast what before Trump was president. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
That's crazy. It is crazy. It's crazy. It's is it crazy? I think it's kind of crazy. You know what? I meant to say something because I was going back through and listening to old episodes. Yeah. And I feel like we owe John McCain an apology. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, we do. Because there was a um, shit talk. John we, okay. So like, I mean, it was. Well, <laughs> okay. Right. So for this direct instance, we owe John McCain, who's, you know, not alive to hear this apology. Okay. Um, but at the time he was, it was um, when McConnell sent the vote to the Senate yes, floor. That's right. To overturn Obamacare. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. And uh, John McCain left his sickbed basically to go vote. Yeah. And we all kind of assumed that he was going to vote to get rid of Obamacare. Right. Uh, and we were all like, yeah, you know, so now John McCain is going to fucking show up just to, you know, right. push this thing through because due to the Republican Party. Right. He didn't do that. Right. Um, right. So I, we're going. We're, we never revisited it. We never revisited it. John McCain left his sickbed to stand up on the Senate floor, get in Mitch McConnell's face and say no. Yeah. With a thumbs down and then like Mike dropped and walked away. Yeah. So <laughs> uh, you got to give it to John McCain as, as maybe one of the last uh -huh. uh, bastions of uh, Republican politicians who actually really cared about the country. It's odd because um, a bunch of those old school dudes dropped in the last few years, yeah, right? right. Um, I, mean, uh, I can only think of a few, I guess. Kasich is like the last one that I can th think of that's still... Yeah. And I hate... I, I don't like John Kasich, but yeah. I... I wouldn't feel unsafe if John Kasich was in charge of the country. Right. Uh, John Kasich. Sure. Is, and like, I actually genuinely think he cares about public service and, and I think you're know, right. And, you know, taking care of people. Uh, but McCain, I would loop into that category as well. It's um, weird. I was thinking the other day of like, how cruel were we to Mitt Romney? We had no idea mm -hmm. how bad it could get. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. But that's not to say Mitt Romney didn't deserve it. Yeah. Mitt Romney <laughs> was kind of a. I didn't want him to be my president, but stick, I'd, yeah. I'd, I'd throw him up there in a heartbeat now. Mm -hmm. you know, yeah, like the, the norms have bent so hard. Sometimes I wonder if this is what Trump's really after. It's just like, fuck up the playing field. Mm -hmm. Totally pick up the board and throw all the pieces off of it. No, so I, that, you know, when a Republican rolls around that isn't Trump, it's like, oh, guy makes a lot of sense. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, Donald Trump once said of himself, I am the storm. Yeah. So <laughs> that's, that's probably not that far <laughs> Which off. Which he totally didn't get from, like, one of those fucking Facebook posts that your aunt shares. Yeah, somebody, <laughs> somebody asked him. The something with the, uh, the devil whispered in my ear and said, you're not strong enough to withstand the storm. That's an original quote from me attributed to me by me. Something with the, the Tasmanian devil underneath it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, someone asked him during the 2016 campaign, how does, you know, is it ever hard, you know, with yeah. the media storm following you. And he said, I am the storm. He's right. Which is fucking scary. It is ominous, um, but he was yeah. absolutely right. Super villainy. Uh, but no, I just wanted to, I wanted to like give that quick aside to John McCain. Cause I don't think we've ever addressed it on the show. Yeah. I don't um, think so. And I'm going to say, that's why we're fucked. We never went back of all the things that we promised to go back to sometime and, um, you know, uh, revisit that. Yeah. That was one that I always meant to, you know, give John McCain his due because he, to his, to his great credit, yeah, uh, mm -hmm. as a politician and a man, um, stood up for something that he believed in at the worst time of his life. Yeah, at yeah. the so, absolute most vulnerable. Yeah, this, uh, this might mark the first time we've apologized to like an individual people rather than a nation or ethnic group. <laughs> that's <laughs> probably that's right. The three dudes' <laughs> apology tour gets small. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Um, <laughs> yes, with apologies to John McCain, who yeah. is dead now and can't. 
I sort of feel like we should listen to season one again. Uh, I'm nervous. <laughs> I me too. <laughs> I'm nervous. I'm nervous so, about what we might have said it's or did. So infant, uh, you know. Yeah. Um, not that we, this is any less juvenile, but like <laughs> we just didn't know what we were doing as as mm. much as we did. Now we had bad audio and yeah. You know, it sounds poor, and we assumed no one would ever, ever listen except us. Yeah. And then even like the early parts of season two when we were getting the sound right. Yeah. You know, just kind of like falling into our own falling in my skin. (laughs) Nope. No. (laughs) Um, But no, I just I said that's why I think we're fucked is because we uh, we didn't go back and apologize to John McCain. So uh, and there's probably more things like that. Yeah, I'm sure there's a lot of stuff that we, we need to go back and. Yeah. Maybe make an apology for the apology tour continues. Yeah, right. Ladies and gentlemen. Um, yeah, John, now that I pounded uh, this beer that I did not need to pound. I feel like I'm going to pound a second beer in a yeah, minute here. I, yeah. I kind of think if you get up and get one, I wouldn't say no to oh, uh, right. another one. Maybe we'll wait till our, uh, our uh, segment maybe, maybe, maybe break we'll here. Mm. Uh, but yeah, so that's my, we're just going to start it off there. I think that's why we're fucked is we got to uh, maybe go back and make some apologies <laughs> to some people that yeah. we uh, gave uh, an unfair shake to at it the does, time. It does feel... I don't know. We, <laughs> I don't you know, know, it would not be an exaggeration to say we shoot, we shoot, we run our fucking mouths on this show. I, I kind of feel like most of the time we, we, our shakes are pretty fair. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Um, yeah. For the most part. Yeah. For, for the most part. I mean, like, I don't part. find ever that I go back and I find something completely indefensible. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. know, like usually it's like, uh, well, you know, I didn't have all the information or uh, I don't know. Right, it was a little bit harsh, but you know, for for comedy's sake or something. Yeah, we've never we've never said like you know, oh that that fucking you know, that fucking I'm so tired <laughs> of seeing that Betty White in memes. Just want to kick her right in the cooter. <laughs> yeah. We've never gone so far as to I like stuff my boot toe right up in <laughs> Betty White's <laughs> cooter. <laughs> I want to drop on my steel toed boots, wind up real big like, <laughs> and, just and launch her, my toe up into Betty White's cuter. Cut put Betty White <laughs> into an early grave. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, what a horrible thought. A yeah. nation, a nation waits to see what happens to Betty White, who is in surgery today, having a boot removed from her cooter. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine if Tucker Carlson had to say that? No, right? Uh, nation waits patiently as we find out if Betty White could get that boot out of her pussy. Said White. Ow. <laughs> Said White, is that all you got, you fucking pansy? Yeah, right. That's probably more accurate. Uh, yeah, I think you're actually right about that. <laughs> Betty White's a toughie. She mm. is a toughie. Um, <sighs> hey, anyway, we're, we're building up a backlog for this show. It's also worth noting before we keep going. Mm. Um the best of at the time that we're recording this podcast, the best of would have just went up last night. Yeah, right. Um, so you'll be listening to that. And then when this podcast goes up, um, you'll be listening to this. Podcast. You'll be listening to this. Right. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? Uh, uh, so we're, we're, we're <laughs> so whatever. By the time you hear this, it's a week old and we've yeah. already forgotten what we talked. About. Correct. <laughs> yeah. So we're just trying to build up a backlog here. Do it, you remember Mr. Show had a sketch about the pre-taped college show? <laughs> I don't. <laughs> it's, it's so fucking funny. So it's like David Cross as the host of a college show and being like, 
Okay, this is a pre-taped call-in show. So again, this week we're talking about dogs. If you want to talk about whatever the other topic is, that's last week's topic. So don't call about that topic. All right, go. And he picks up the phone. <laughs> and because it's pre-taped, <laughs> people are calling about the last week's topic. <laughs> and he's going, no, no, this week is, you know, no one gets it. Yeah. Um, oh, my God. Really it, actually, it, this is where it goes. It develops into a chain of, no, look, and he turns the TV to them to show last week's episode, and in that clip, he's turning the TV to them to show them <laughs> last week's episode. It just does this over and over really again. really funny. Oh, my gosh. Um, <sighs> so no, anyway. it's, it's uh, I, actually, I'm really excited because I started listening to our best of again yeah. uh, today, Yeah, uh, and I still haven't heard the honorable mention segment that you <laughs> spent all week editing to... Uh, it's honestly, it's like two minutes long. It doesn't matter. It yeah. takes so But it takes so long. much time. It yeah. really does. So we, we addressed it. I think you could tell by the end of that episode. We were weary we were, and drunk. We were wi- wiped drunk and ready for it to be done. So No, like the last five minutes was just me being like, all right, we're really done now. And then, and no, then we were done. We're not. <laughs> Yeah, we um, just kept going. We're just like kept punch, going. punch drunk and real drunk. And real drunk, right. <laughs> That's show business. Yeah. Uh, what, what joke did I make? I made some stupid joke at the end of the episode about... Oh, at the very end? <laughs> yeah, uh, something about... Uh, Fuck, I can't remember. I don't know. It sounds smeg- great. Smegma, if I remember oh. correctly. Smeglugatus, that was it. Smeglugatus. Oh my god. <laughs> it's so stupid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh God! Yeah, that's uh, that's Smeg what. Ryan. <laughs> Smeg Ryan. I was referring to the middle smegment. The middle smegment, right? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah but yeah. I did like I just started like, what if it was like a dirty Greg Lugatus just out of nowhere because I was drunk? Because we've been that's what happens when you record this podcast longer than we normally do. God, we just drink more, right? And I just I didn't I didn't like start it with any preamble. I just went into what if it was like a, a dirty Greg Lugatus, and then I stopped there. <laughs> That's what happens when you take four hours producing something. <coughs> yeah, right. <laughs> stupid. Uh, stupid. Stupid. Uh, so anyway, uh, I, I already said I feel like we're fucked because we did apologize to John McCain. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Dave, why are we fucked this week? Honestly, I don't know. Come back to ben, me. Ben, why something? are we fucked this week? <laughs> uh, we're fucked this week because um, I was recently clued in uh, by, a, uh, by a friend of ours about a bill in the Vermont State Senate. That would ban cell phone use for people under 21 years of age. Oh, uh, weird. Introduce, introduced by a Democratic senator whose name escapes me. This is this is Vermont State Senate. Um, yeah. Now, the reason I don't think it's going to pass is is obvious that obvious, but also because that's Bernie Sanders state and he relies a lot on the young vote and social media and yeah. and oh. everything. Um, but but uh I don't know. We're fucked because once again, people want their governments to do their parenting for them. Agreed. Yeah. Um, the thing is, I understand the sentiment behind that because cell yeah. phones are kind of like a scourge. Well, it is yeah. general. It specifically brings up uh, uh, safeguarding against radicalizing influences on the Internet, which is one of those things Ooh. that can be averted by talking to your fucking kids. Yeah, right. <laughs> Absolutely. And yeah, being the problem a, is like. Kids don't want to talk to their parents. Doesn't matter. They fucking they have their own secret life, and you could never get in. But that's your job as a parent is to like. But you will fail at that job. But but if you make the attempt, at some point they will. They should, if you've done a good job, realize it. Yeah, if you're careful, then they don't hate you, and they will at least tell you something. Yeah, the the alternative is you just let your son become an incel and worship Elliot Rogers, and (laughs) 
that's not an acceptable alternative. Or Ben Shapiro. Yeah, mm. that's not an acceptable alternative. It's not something the government needs to step in on. No. Yeah, I think that's fair. I don't think that's a bill that's designed to pass, though. I think that's a bill that's up there as like a talking point. Yeah, sure. right. Um, <clears throat> there might there might even be all kinds of all kinds of rioters and stuff on sure. there. That, I'd like there always is. There's always like the the bill that they're telling you on the news is not the main point of the bill. Right, agendas on top of agendas. Right. Mm-hmm. It's amazing when, other agendas. When you actually read what a lot of those bills would do, they'll throw shit in there that has nothing to do with the main point of the bill. Yeah, just to you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, Just to slip it past the unsuspecting American people. Sure. Um, Yes. But regardless, the point the point is, this is just the latest in a long, long list of of instances of people wanting the government to do their jobs as parents. Yeah. Right. And uh, yeah, nobody wants to nobody wants to deal with the real like like that's why you learn about sex and health class is because we all like everyone collectively went like. I'm not talking to my kids about my dick. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to have some stranger do it. I'm telling you, like, uh, we're prop. Trish and I are probably going to have kids. Yeah. Um, that I'm, I want to have that talk because I want to just make it known that it's okay to have sex. Yeah. I'm, it's yeah. just like, I feel like you have to do super, more than that even. Or even worse, I'm not going to talk to my kids about sex. I'm going to have this monk who's taken a vow of celibacy right. Yeah, right. and yells at us about yeah. fire and brimstone every Sunday. <laughs> yeah, tell my right. kid about sex. Yeah, right. yeah I'm going to have this guy who's uh, terrified of his own genitals explain what they're for. Right. <laughs> yeah. Under penalty of like death and hellfire, hellfire that right. you should touch. That's the other thing. You got to talk to kids way sooner than the point at which they can get each other pregnant and stuff. Yeah, right. Uh-huh. You got to talk to them way sooner to the point where it's like, hey, it's all right to touch your junk, but just like do it in private and make sure that we don't have to deal with it. <laughs> yeah, right. and like don't do it in public. Yeah, like, just like <laughs> you could do all that stuff, but just make it a private thing. I don't want to know about it. Right. Yeah. Kids, kids need to hear that Absolutely. message. Right. Cl- close your door, like, put the TV on. Right. So, like, <laughs> we, <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, it's I, I, it's like super important to, you know, address that shit. And, and if I, and yeah. if I'm being real, maybe maybe, uh, you know, little take a little take a little puff yeah. before you hit before little, you go at a it. A little grass, you know, <laughs> take my word for it, son. <laughs> Yeah, like you're I, welcome for the three hours of time traveling into your own genitals. You're gonna do. I feel like I feel like I would be very good. At, here's a weed. Here's right. your Kleenex. Here's you're a, welcome. Here's a condom. <laughs> I feel like I'd be very you, good son. at that. <laughs> Have fun. I'll be right out here if you need anything. <laughs> Just listening yeah, with a cup like, to the door. Yeah, that's my boy. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Takes after his old man. It's <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. It's no, gross. but like, I, f- I feel like I'd be good at that. Like, just be like, hey, kid, it's okay to, you know, yeah. touch how, your genitals. How many lives are ruined by, like, here's the JC Betty catalog? <laughs> <laughs> you may do, you little shit. You'll notice the bras section three quarters of the way to the back. I I've, put a little bookmark in yep, it for you. I've circled some of my personal favorites. <laughs> <laughs> but don't think about me, son. Just yeah. think about the Braziers. <laughs> Braziers. <laughs> oh, oh, God. <clears throat> Weird. Sorry. Oh. Uh, the, point, the point is being an a issue dad is with easy. Geo, if you're into that kind of thing. <laughs> jungle fever. Uh. <laughs> yeah, being a dad's easy. Just hand them magazines and let them do sure. whatever they need. They don't have to work. That's the you other can, thing. Then you can fuck off and watch hockey. And <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> so Dave, why are we fucked? I don't know. I feel bad because I. So I had like a really, I had like a very shitty first week of the year. Yeah, I, I remember. Yeah, um, I feel a lot better now. Why, why? First couple of weeks. Let's dive into this. Why did you have a shitty first week? I, you know, like, well, it started with like, well, we haven't talked about it. The New Year's Actually, party. Yeah, yeah, the New Year's party. We didn't yeah. really talk about it. I mean, you were the only one who was upset about the New Year's party. Uh, yeah. went, as, as per usual. As okay. per usual. Okay, yes. but like, I don't know how much you realize happened that night or what you saw me do because I lost my mind that night. <laughs> Like, that. Just, like at one point I was upstairs. It had I I, I'm, I don't remember. I have to piece together details of this. Okay, that I was told. But what I believe that means it was a good party. Yes, around two or two thirty maybe is uh, when I believe my dad tried to put me to bed <laughs> because I was I had the wobbles. So I wasn't uh-huh. around for that. I was like down here. I That's think. right. Well, you should have been down here when I ran down the stairs in the middle of what I think is a blackout. And hid from your dad, from my father. <laughs> I'm 32. That's right. That's really funny, actually. Well, the thing is, it would be funny, except that I ran down the stairs. Yeah, right. And I don't remember Not doing safe. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so that, and a number of other things, I guess, just like missing the party that I look forward to so much every year, and like part yeah. of that's my fault because I we tapped into the uh, we tapped into the party maker way sooner than. We usually do. Well, no, but the other thing is I was holding a big fat stein of really high ABV beer. Yeah, right. Um, And I felt a need to drink it fast because when it's such a big stein, you feel like you're not even drinking it. Yeah, right. I'm like, yeah, you don't want to get warm. You were not you were not falling behind at the party. We were all pretty. We were all pretty. We were. We did good. Yeah, we did good. But I didn't realize that at the time. Yeah. So, yeah, you were. I remember at one point you sat down over here with us and you were pretty well. Yeah. Look, I could just tell by the look on your face you were just kind of like, yeah. Hey guys. You know. <laughs> well, the thing is, I didn't. All this kind of happened. There's a there's an additional factor, which is that I started taking my antidepressant more regularly again because mm-hmm. for a while there I just wasn't doing it as much as I should. I did. I wondered that because I I could tell that something was different. <clears throat> that, right. Exactly. Yeah. Right. A weird character to my personality emerges when the amount of that medication is increasing in my body. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think it's when there's a surplus and it's like I haven't caught up to it or adjusted to it. Yeah. So the last time was I did did something similar in Defiance, Ohio. Yeah, at a party. Yeah, that was just awful. Mm Mm-hmm. And it happened again New Year's. Yeah. And so that's been following me around for like a couple of weeks. Like, but like, like I mean, if you think you like ruined everybody's party. It really felt like it. For you did reason. not. No, no you, you did, did not. not. You, you, I feel like you say that every time we have a big party. <laughs> and it, it, you did not. You did not. Yeah, yeah you're right. Um, last year's New Year's party is the only exception I can think of where you were like <laughs> satisfied by the end of, you know, yeah, the right. next day. Yeah. Last yeah. year I was like, I survived. Good to go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I have a chance for a redo on St. Patty's. Yeah. But yeah. anyway, that's why I felt fucked. Yeah. But I'm I'm rebounding now. Good. Things are good. It's been a better couple of days. Um, I don't know. It actually takes some time to let some stuff go, I think. I just, yeah. like, I, I get very in my head about a lot of things. Uh, we, you don't say. <laughs> I, I never noticed that about you. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> I know it's super obvious, but I feel better about it. Yeah. I don't feel so fucked. Yeah. Well, um, 
I'm looking forward to the next one. I like that you're rocking that sled gang shirt. Yeah, right. <laughs> nice. I wore that. To, I wore this yesterday. You too. did. I remember. Yeah. Sled so, gang. Yeah. I so I didn't wear this for a long time because it was in a laundry hamper and I didn't realize it was out of circulation. Yeah. And I found it the other day, and I'm like, this is going back in circulation. My wife was so happy when we actually got that shirt in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, this shirt fucking rules. Yeah, it's really cool. I love um, wearing it in public. Yeah, right. Sled gag. <laughs> because it's not so, it's not such a strange shirt. Like, it's not, like, vulgar, and I no. don't feel bad wearing it, but it's confusing to yeah, people. Yeah, people don't, if you don't understand the reference, it's really, really <laughs> weird. If you, if you don't know who Dan the Meme Dan Man the Meme is. Man, yeah. Eat ass, smoke grass, sled fast. Sled fast, yeah. Um, I follow him on uh, Snapchat, and he's really funny on Snapchat. Is he active right now? Yeah, he is. He's he's basically, the thing is, Dan the Meme Man is just like a little rich kid. Yeah. Um, and he just, you know, <laughs> gets to be a douche all the time because, you know, basically, why not? That's, he's like just what a little, the, that's what the jackass yeah, guys were. Little, little yeah, little stoner rich kid. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they were just guys with, a little, with too much money and too much free time. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> that's all of, like, the old CKY videos, everything that Bam Margera ever yep. did. <laughs> yeah, right. Phil, Phil Margera uh, basically paid for his son to lose his mind yes. very publicly Yes, <laughs> with all of his friends. <laughs> <laughs> to, uh, gr- to great hilarity, Yeah, uh, you know, yes. for the credit. Anyway, I'm not so yeah, fucked today. Anyway. Yeah, not so fucked. Not so fucked. Hey, buddy, not so fucked. <laughs> not so fucked. Um, well, Nobody knows what that is. Uh, we will be <laughs> back, I suppose, uh, for the next segment. Yeah. Uh, where we'll play uh, uh, As Bad As It Gets. I have a good one this week. Nice. And by a good one, I mean a bad one because this game is bad. No. <laughs> no. You're always so down on it. I am. It's not a good game. No. I, I feel like it's not a good game. It's only a game. It's only a game. Why do you have to be mad? I'm not. Yeah. I just feel like I'm not. I feel like uh, I'm not good at very much. <laughs> so it's just like... <laughs> No, 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 it's fine, it's fine. It just I feel like I'm bad at everything. everything. I just don't want anybody to be mad at me. I want everyone here to be okay with me. <laughs> Is anybody are you guys mad at me? Yeah, I mean, a little bit now. That was my that was my favorite thing to do to all my friends is be like you did that for a long time. I did, because it, it always worked, and then it stopped working for a while. I just, so I, I just need everyone to be okay with me. I would me. just like like stop and like, hey Chris, what's going on? I'm like uh, I don't know, man. Are you, are you guys? You guys aren't mad at me, are you? <laughs> <laughs> what? No, no. I just don't want. I just don't want anybody to be mad. It's at me. really funny because everyone really gets sorry. immediately very serious. Yeah, like no, no. You're fine. <laughs> you're good, man. You're good, man. I sure. I just feel like I'm letting everyone down. <laughs> <laughs> One of the meaner things that I've done. I also yeah. uh, used to try and convince <laughs> Drew of like that horrible things happened to me in my childhood. Yeah, for that you were like <laughs> terribly abused. Yeah, right. Oh my which God. Is, which shouldn't be funny no, and actually isn't, isn't funny. funny. I know, but I would just do it anyway. I had Drew convinced that my dad used to burn me with cigarettes. Oh my God. <laughs> Yeah, she like like oh, Chris Brady, almost know. almost bumped me with one one time, and I'm like, oh, I like jump back. And she's like, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, it just brings up bad memories. <laughs> Jesus Christ, like, that's not funny. And my dad used to like burn me with us, and we're okay now. We're okay. I would always be like, no, we're fine now. He stopped drinking, so. <laughs> so Chris oh Brady, are you serious? And I'm like. It's all right, Drew. Don't worry about it. It's fine. It's fine. It's really horrible and like a, a really yeah. mean thing to do to yes, someone. Yes, it is. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> but it's really it was funny to me at the time. It it is. Funny. I had to finally be like because she was giving me that look like like oh, are, you, are you really are you You're like I had her go and I'm like no I'm like I'm, fuck, I'm fucking <laughs> with you. Of course not. Of course not. I love my dad. Even if he did. 
<laughs> you know, which he didn't. Which he didn't. Know, but, but you know, if he had, it, I wouldn't be talking about it right now. It would be, be had, okay now. So you yeah. wouldn't know because he's you know he's got his ten year chip. So we're good. <laughs> anyway, well, we'll be back dark with the next segment oh of the God. show. <laughs> Called the next segment right. of the show. We'll try to rebound and do something funny. Yeah, <laughs> for a change. <laughs> All right. Uh, Welcome to the Three Dude Podcast. Yeah. Uh, you can find us at threedudecast.com. If you're wondering whether that's spelled with the numeral three or the word three, the answer is yes. We're so proud of ourselves. We're so clever. We're such clever boys. Wow. We've switched hosting to Podbean. You can still find us on iTunes and Google Play. Mm-hmm. So give us a like. Yeah, give us a like. Give us a listen. Give us a review somewhere. Give, give us a sandwich. Give us a high five. Give us sponsorship. Please give us a hug. Give us that money. God damn it, Everett. God damn it, Everett. We haven't done that in a long time. I know. Time. What a stupid joke. That was really fun. It was really fun. It's just stupid. It's <laughs> like really juvenile and dumb. There's no joke why, there. It's why don't just, you pull every inch of that fruit by the foot out of my pussy? And yes, the joke's on the rapper, too. <laughs> damn it, Everett. This is a southern, a southern trailer park lady. He left, he left an entire mega pack of <laughs> now raisin. and laters jammed up inside of my pussy. <laughs> this is a trailer park lady yelling at her yeah. boyfriend for shoving candy <laughs> inside of her. Thank you. It's, it's not a joke. It's just like it's just a dumb thing that we did. Right in my piracy. Right up inside of my- <laughs> <laughs> So dumb. Pretty stupid. Uh, anyway, we're back. Yeah. We're back. Uh, how, you guys, how you guys enjoying season four so far? Off to a good start. Yeah, not great. Eh, cool, thanks. Not great. It's not terrible. Um, <laughs> so it's time to play that game that nobody's playing. Yeah, nobody likes nobody it. Nobody likes it. It's, it's a bad game. Nobody's ever wanted to play it. I'm ashamed of it. You should uh, be. Frankly, I'm really sad that I even came up with it's it. It's very bad. It's as bad as it gets, Yay. ladies and gentlemen. What are you talking about? It's been it's been the hot new craze in Washington for three years. <laughs> yeah, right. Think, letting things get as bad as they can get. Yeah. As bad as it gets is like America's current MO. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. It's called as bad as it gets because this game is as bad as it gets. It's the worst. It's the worst ever. thing we do on this show regularly. All right. Um, but no, uh, Dave, you actually had a really good idea for as bad as it gets, and I think I'm going to adopt it. In yeah. Let's see how it works. In lieu of coming up with a new game or going back to the joke of the week, yeah, I think we're going to adopt as bad as it gets and change the formula here. So the idea is going to be to rapid fire off ideas to yeah. make something as bad as it can get, rather than develop one long form idea. So something. we're just yeah. we're just like like it's going to be like a chain. And, uh, of not like, even a chain, but we, just like uh, he comes up with a prompt. We come up with as many ideas as, as we you can. can. You know, it's, 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 I don't think anyone particularly wins this. No, no, there's no winning. It's just uh, something silly that we just get to do. Pitch like, the worst version of something, and he gives us what that thing is. So, uh, okay, the topic this week, uh, for as bad as it gets, is. Uh, you are both restaurant owners. We're all restaurant owners. We are. Congratulations. You, Thanks. You, I, worked, you have a, I worked really hard. <laughs> <laughs> you now own a restaurant. The restaurant can be whatever kind of food, whatever okay. kind of style you would like it to be. Scottish cuisine. But your, <laughs> but your job is to put one gimmick into your restaurant that happens... Uh, at, like as a staple of the restaurant. And it has oh. to be as bad as it can possibly get. Okay. So give me a restaurant... 
uh, and give me one, just one simple gimmick that will entirely change the flow of the restaurant. Okay. Give you an example. Yeah, give us an example. Uh, I'm going to open a Chinese food restaurant uh, with uh, food. The waiters, wait staff is entirely made of Japanese people criticizing the food as it gets served to you. So, so the Japanese are there. Yes, the Chi- the Chinese are making the food, and the Japanese wait staff is just tossing it out of the okay. table. Okay. No. <laughs> okay. Weird, but so, I, I understand it. So, how about uh, how about uh, Scottish restaurant, which is bad enough already, but if it's your birthday, they do the song and dance and butcher the pig they use for haggis in front of you. <laughs> Scottish restaurant is where I'm hung up. <laughs> it's just what horrible place yeah. would that even be? Potted meat and mashed potatoes. Deep fried sheep testicles. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, we, uh, gosh, I hope you guys have more ideas because I'm, I'm a little bit struggling on this um, one. Grilled about- peat moss sandwich. Mm. Uh, <laughs> okay. Let's see. Uh, an Italian restaurant where the, <laughs> the uh, starter course is all just you drinking a bottle of wine. <laughs> Like, over your head. Okay. Just tipped. Right. So they put you at a table alone in the corner. And you have to drink. <laughs> you just drink until you're blind. Yes. And then they serve you they serve cat you food. food. Right. <laughs> and mm. you leave. <laughs> the end. All right. Uh, okay. Damn, I feel uh, particularly stupid on this one. Uh, let's see. Okay. I'm trying to think of good examples of... Uh, da, 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 da. <laughs> All right, here's an idea. So it's like Chuck E. Cheese, right? But when it's your birthday, instead of an animatronic cast of rats singing to you, they just unleash rats. <laughs> and it's just... And they, you just, just rats sit, everywhere. Just rats all over. And you just sit there and eat pizza. <laughs> Bad pizza for $18. <laughs> Happy birthday! And then just a wall of rats. How about uh, how about a Greek restaurant that is as authentic as it can possibly be, right down to uh, ornate classical depictions on the walls of pederasty. <laughs> Appetizing, mm, yeah. yummy. Um, how about a Vietnamese restaurant where all the food is served to you by Viet Cong? <laughs> Just ramen, like Foss I got. Yeah, right, but you don't see them. They like sneak they up. They sneak up they just, behind like, come you. out of the walls. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's fun. Um, okay, how about like a, like a Spanish tapas restaurant? Mm-hmm. Right? But like uh, when they're... Tape ass. Tape, tape ass. Tape, tape ass. So when this arrives, when you, when your meal arrives, the uh, the waiter gets real close to your ear and goes, yeah, what do you think of this? What do you think of this one? Just like whispers in your Yes, I made this special. I made this for you. What do you think? What do you want to try? Do you want to try? Do you want to nibble? Just like subtly... Sexualizing everything. Yeah, just... Oh. <laughs> oh, just say when he's like grinding the pepper mill like yeah. right up against your cheek, <laughs> like all over his oh, shirtless chest. <laughs> uh, it's Antonio Banderas. Yes, it's just Antonio. Banderas. I would pay money to do that. Uh, yep. <laughs> same. A donut shop where every donut is served off of a porn star's dick. <laughs> Like a like a ring, yeah, like a ring toss like, kind of thing. Yeah, right. right. <laughs> who's who, who's uh, the guy? I'm thinking Lexington Steel. Okay, <laughs> it's a famed black porn star, Lexington Steel. <laughs> <laughs> All right, exotic 
African cuisine, South African cuisine. Okay. The seating is apartheid. (laughs) (laughs) That might be the winner. (laughs) Oh, yeah, that's really bad. Oh, my God, that's funny. (laughs) Jesus. Uh, There's got to be more to these. Yeah, I know, right? Mm. <laughs> who do you think the who do you think the fartiest people of the world are? The fartiest people. Yeah, of the, the fartiest world? people. Yeah. probably Germans. Yes. Yeah, I would say right. Germans. Yeah, Germans. Right, are so definitely. it's like a beer hall, like a like a German beer hall, mm. and uh, just as they come around and check on you, they also like fart right next to you. Sure. Like, crop dust the entire room. <laughs> so like every German restaurant already, anyway. <laughs> right. Exactly. Except this, it's manually enforced here. Ugh. You have to. <laughs> Manually (laughs) Strictly enforced flatulence (laughs) There's gotta be some kind of like uh, There's gotta be some kind of like Long one word rule In German that describes exactly that I'm sure that there is (laughs) Compulsatory flatulence Yeah If if the Germans don't have a word for that I'll be very surprised Extremely long (laughs) word that describes Compulsory flatulence (laughs) That's Um, compulsatory I th- That's yeah. not a word. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Um, uh, how about a buffet where one dish on the buffet is just soaked in Ipecac? <laughs> okay. Oh, but you have to guess which. You have to yeah. guess which. I think it's the buttermilk biscuits. <laughs> you play Russian roulette with your food, yes. essentially. <laughs> <laughs> Weird. Um, oh, my God. Um, Thanks. As we're doing this, I'm coming up with better games that we could be playing. <laughs> as bad as it gets. Oh, really? Yes. Like what? Um, okay, so uh, how well do you know a celebrity? Oh, okay. Mm. Um, that's fun. Maybe I'll debut that next time. I don't mind this. I was just thinking in my head, how well do you know Martin Sheen? And I'll just come up with two <laughs> weird facts about Martin Sheen, or I'll find one. Right. You know, right? <laughs> yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah. Better know Martin Sheen. <laughs> We just pick a different celebrity each time. I don't know. I feel like this game sucks. Hmm. I feel like you guys have smart games that are good and not stupid, and I feel like I'm <laughs> bad at everything. No, this game isn't bad. Isn't it? No, it's not. Is it not? No. It's just challenging. It's tough. It's challenging. I'm trying to think of... It's I know, my, that's my what head I mean. Just, my head just keeps going, pizza, but it has a mustache. <laughs> <laughs> Pizza, but with a must. <laughs> like, I'm so stupid. Mm. <laughs> it's like a pizza. <laughs> but like it a mustache. A mu- uh, get it? It's like you cut his mustache in your pizza. Uh, get it? It's a pizza mustache. Uh, don't eat that one. Uh. <laughs> Sorry, I got like no idea. That's all right. That's all right. Uh, you know what? I, uh, I, know. I feel like I kind of blew my load with a part time. I think that. <laughs> Brand new <laughs> sentence. Oh wow, that's amazing! <laughs> just gotta write that down. <laughs> eh, thank you, Ben. Yeah, I feel like I kind of blew my load with apartheid. <laughs> I don't know that that's ever been said in human history. Probably not. Really nice. <laughs> 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 oh, um, Jesus. 
Wow. <laughs> anyway, do we have anything so. else? I think we should move on to the main topic. Okay. Unless yeah. we get stuck in a stupidity loop <laughs> of bad games. Um, it's like, uh, it's like a sausage, food. but it's got a mustache. <laughs> That's fucking oh, that, stupid. It's like a big bowl of pudding, but it's got like a mustache. <laughs> <laughs> get it? <laughs> <laughs> I, have, I have one idea. <laughs> Oh, God. Okay, so topic of the week. <sighs> yeah. I don't have one. No. Okay. Uh, topic of the week. Uh, there's going to come a point where one of us doesn't have a topic. For yeah, the week. probably. There's going to come a point where we're just like, I don't have a topic. Let's just have a conversation. Yeah. It is not this week, however. Right. Um, I wanted to start season four with something completely new that we haven't done before, which is getting increasingly harder. Yes, it is. You wouldn't think after we're on the, actually, Ben, you made it known to us before we started recording, we're on the 81st episode of regular dude casting. Regular old casting. Best ofs or like uh, sketch compilations or anything like that. We have only unknowingly repeated a topic one time. Correct. Correct. Um, That that was, uh, we did two episodes about bullshit that were not related to each other. Correct. Yeah. We also did like uh, two episodes about video games, like within four weeks of each other. Well, yes, but we we acknowledge that one was a follow up to the other, mm-hmm. right? Um, so this same week, with the history ones. I wanted to do uh, something that we haven't done, and it occurs to me that we have never done an episode about pretending things. So huh. make believe. I wanted to do a make believe episode. That's a great idea. Season four, <laughs> episode one, make believe. I love it. Uh, <laughs> so uh, the kind of things that I wanted to talk about in this are like um, <sighs> a couple e- things. I wanted to, e- I wanted to talk uh, kind of a little bit about like childhood things you used to pretend and play as as childhood, and like if you had imaginary friends or anything like that. Yeah. Um, or like. In the more advanced stages, like when you're in adulthood, uh, mm-hmm. I think everybody sort of kind of tells like little fibs to facilitate social conversation in certain okay. certain so aspects. Little, little, little like you bend of- you bend the truth to make conversations go a little smoother sometimes, sure, or okay. jokes or stories and stuff. Yeah, so things like that. Uh, I wanted to talk about make believe little little pretend things that you do. I think that's great. Uh, that uh, you know you can work in your favor as an adult, or you yeah. know things you did when you were a kid. So well, I'm obsessed with childhood stuff. Yeah, let's start with the uh, things you used to do when you were a kid. Uh, yeah. Am I the only one here who had imaginary friends when they were kids? I did not have an imaginary friend. I don't. I don't think I did. I. I. But I felt like I was supposed to. Mm-hmm. I had. I, a, I had a stuffed dog. Mm-hmm. That his name. His name was Boss. Oh, his name was Boss. That's a fucking cool name he for a, a stuffed dog. Dude. He had like a. He had like a collar. Okay. Uh, like a black collar with like silver stars Hold all that over collar, it. Keep on rolling. And uh, he was. He was uh, black and white. Okay. Uh, his black dog with like a white belly and like. But uh, yeah, I called him. I called him Boss. That's <laughs> that was, a really great that was idea. My stuffed animal for like, I don't know, a while. How did you decide to call him Big Boss? boss. Do you know? I don't know. Big I, I think, I think I just decided like he looked like he was in charge of yeah. like my other toys. <laughs> <laughs> That's interesting. <laughs> I actually have my childhood stuffed animals. I just got I them from my mom really recently because. Uh, maybe a couple months ago, she gave me a big bin of stuff that she had saved since I was a kid. 
I still have uh, my first stuffed animal. It was my favorite stuffed animal that I carried for a long time. I was like nine. Oh, yeah? Don't tell anybody that I told you that. <laughs> right. I was like one of those kids who was weird and carried a stuffed animal yeah. around way too long. Yeah. Um, yeah, his name was Bear Bear because I was a fucking stupid kid. <laughs> Real creative. Yeah, this little tiny stuffed bear. <laughs> he, was I, a, he was a chicken. Yeah, and like being an autist. <laughs> he was a chicken. <laughs> being an autist, I don't know what a fucking bear looks like. <laughs> It was a stuffed, it was a stuffed dog. It's not a bear. Oh, um, what was I doing? <laughs> it was a little, it was a little stuffed bear. And like being like on the spectrum, Time Warner Cable is now spectrum. Yeah, spectrum. Uh, <laughs> redefining what autism can be. Uh, no, I used to. I was like really uh, like touch sensitive, so I used to like rub him yeah. up against my face and mm. stuff. Um, to the point where like all the fur started coming out of him. So oh. I'll have to, if I can find him, I'll, I, I have him at my apartment right now. Okay. So I have to dig him out of the closet and I'll show him to you. Cause he's like completely torn up. Bear wow. Bear looks like he's been through Vietnam. <laughs> he's just fucking <laughs> torn apart. Um, but yeah, it was, uh, he was like my little buddy and I had him for yeah. years and years. I still have him. I think that they're really important when you're a kid and also like. I don't know. Like, I had a brother really close in age. Mm. But, like, you know, you were, like, way apart from your siblings, right? Way, way apart. So, like... Okay, so my brother, Jamie, was getting out of the Marine Corps when I was two and a half years old. Right. So, like, when you're, you're like, a kid, like, way different in age from your siblings, that is a really important instrument for you as far as, like, having someone around. You you create someone like you around. Mm Mm-hmm. Because, you, you know, you, 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 I had a little brother all the time to contend with and sometimes argue with and go insane over. But yeah. <laughs> I feel like I feel like if you're that like that, you're basically you basically live like an only child. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had to make up my own friends. I had um, before before you like get socialized and you go to like schools and preschool and stuff like that. Right. I had uh, two imaginary friends, uh, John, Johnny and Mike. Mm-hmm. Uh, and one of them was just this is going to sound really stupid. One of them was just like a normal uh, younger uh, black kid. Okay. And then the other one was this like greaser kind of kid who lived in a palace in the sky and rode a motorcycle. <laughs> <laughs> so it was like it was just Are like you serious? just like a normal kid. And yeah. then this, and then <laughs> you guys is like way rad friend. Mike literally lived in a palace in the clouds and rode a motorcycle. <laughs> fucking cool, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. So, how I, much did you believe in this imaginary? Uh, pretty, pretty seriously. Like it wow. was just, you know, um, to the point where I had like dreams about them. Yeah. And like when I was older, I had dreams about them. When I was like like thirteen, fourteen, I was having dreams about like that they were real. So you like finished out people. the mythology of them? Yeah. Like I had the whole thing fleshed out, and then I I, <laughs> I don't remember exactly when I stopped. Talking that probably around the time I went to preschool, like four years old, yeah. when I actually met like real friends and right. you know what I mean. Right. Um, but yeah, less necessary as you get older. Yeah, when I was little, mm. it was just you know there weren't. Uh, it was just Alec. Alec was the only kid in my neighborhood that I was friends with, and I didn't have any other friends besides him. Yeah, right. Because I wasn't out in the world yet. You know what I mean? It was just like my parents and Alec. Yeah. And I only saw Alec like uh, you know once or twice a week. So. You know what my memory is of imaginary friends. I remember feeling like I was supposed to have one, and I remember feeling like the only purpose of this imaginary friend was to be in a chair already when people went to sit down, mm-hmm. so that I could go, no, don't sit on whatever. What I don't, I don't even know if he had a name. <laughs> he was just the person that was in the chair, so you couldn't sit in it. 
<laughs> I, I never really like but you envisioned anyone. Yeah, you just wanted to, you felt like that's something felt, you were supposed to do. Yeah, I don't know what that's hmm. about. That's really weird. That's right? a, that's a thing that kids do. Is like they you do, feel they like you're supposed the roles. To, okay, so like I'll give you one. Like, yeah. did you ever pretend to be asleep when you were a kid? Yes. Okay, uh-huh. a kid's because you're supposed to be asleep. Because you're supposed to be asleep. Kids just pretending to be asleep. You know, even when. Oh yeah. You know, your parents know you're not asleep. Yeah. You know what I mean? Being pretending to sleep. Yeah, right. <laughs> One of those weird, you know what I mean? Yeah, I did that a lot. Yeah. Like, even it's like... Why do you do that? I don't know. It's re- it's really strange, right? I it per- is really strange. I pretended to do that once in college. Mm. When I was... I had drank too much, I passed out on the couch of... Uh, one of my friends from work. Yeah. And they, every, all of them like came up to me and like counted down and, and screamed to try to wake me up. And so like, like I could hear them, like I knew it was coming. And so I just like, I just like laid completely still and, and they're like, just ignored it. Like, yeah, like, whoa, he's really out. And then I just like sat up. <laughs> <laughs> That's not bad. That's good. You ended up winning on that exchange, which most people do not. No. I did. Yeah, I was, I was, I was still reasonably conscious, but I was trying to get some sleep. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's weird. I mean, like, and then uh, naturally, all the shit you did to play when you were a kid, like, yeah. Um, if you, if you never played superheroes oh, and yeah. done this to show that you're Wolverine, oh, with yeah. the three fingers, yeah, kind of thing, three fingers, yeah, and just, yeah. <laughs> Gosh, I uh, lightsaber fighting without actual lightsaber toys, cardboard <laughs> tubes, yeah. man. Yeah, right. I remember. Um, this is weird. This is I don't know. I think probably everyone did this. Maybe I'm wrong. I used to, if not pretend, I used to entertain the idea that I could move things with my mind. Yes, all the time. Oh, even yeah. though I knew it was never going to happen. And I spent like, Try. too you much time doing <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, I did too. Yeah. There was a particular dumpster out back of Watson Elementary. There was a blue dumpster right by where the, the cafeteria sort of door was okay. in the back where mm-hmm. you do like the, the uh, recess on the parking lot. Yep. What um, a stupid! I know <laughs> they just play recess on a parking lot. Yeah, like of all things, there was no one like <laughs> yeah. standing there, like keeping people from plowing through a bunch of children. Yeah, right. We were just in the blacktop. That's so dangerous. Whatever. Yeah, right. I know it's weird. And like, never mind the fact we used to play tag. Yeah, like you're running on, on blacktop. blacktop. Yes, it's <laughs> because we're not safe <laughs> because the lawn was too wet. You couldn't run in the 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 grass, so you're playing on asphalt. Right. Um. But I used to spend way too much time sitting there staring at that dumpster, trying to make it, seeing if I could move it. Yeah. <laughs> I used to do that with stuff in my room all the time, just like try and use the force. Yeah. When Star Wars, when the first time I saw Star Wars, like, oh yeah. Because yeah. every kid, that's if if it's that's the your ultimate goal of of make believe is to be the object of whatever the fantasy or the story or you know whatever it is. Like, right. Every kid wants to be. I think maybe it's about being special. Yeah. Like, everyone wants to be unique and special and able to do something that no one else can do. Yeah. And maybe it's just because being a kid, it's so obvious that you're not in control of anything, you know? <laughs> See, I always I always had this, this, uh, I always had this thing with, like, like, being at, like, 
being in at like the control center of something or being at like the oh yeah you know the the you know the cockpit of a spaceship or like the control center for a base or something yeah. like that whatever it is so you're like, in charge you own the thing yeah so like so like those control room scenes in in Jurassic Park were were weirdly some of my favorites obviously the dinosaurs kicked ass actually the control room scenes were some of my favorite too yeah but I like I wanted to be Samuel L. Jackson you know you know you know hacking into the system and I just wanted to play with computers so I, bad. I, I wanted, I, I wanted to manage Jurassic Park. I wanted the big map. I yeah. wanted to be able to, like, you know, turn the power I to the gates on I wanted to do that Unix off. thing that, that no operating system uses oh, oh, where they yeah. navigate. No, that folders. was a real thing. Wait, really? That was a real, uh, that was a real uh, like a Unix file explorer. Yeah, it's Linux. a file explorer. <laughs> that was a real thing. Wait, you could really, like, fly through uh -huh. folder structures? That's cool. Yeah, it was a, it was a. It was like a proof of concept thing. It never like, you know, got widely distributed. But yeah, it was like so, it, someone designed it as like, you know, a visual file explorer. I thought that was purely fictional. No, I'm a, so amazed that that's real because that was one of the coolest parts of the movie for me. Yeah. And I think actually was one of the first times where I really decided I want to do computer stuff mm -hmm. like computers are cool and I want to <laughs> do stuff like that. Well, so so the first one of the first things I did to kind of make believe about, you know, uh, as as Spider-Man Homecoming so aptly puts it, being the guy in the chair, the guy, the guy who, you know, he's he's got the computer, oh. he's got the headset. Right. You know, guy in the chair, uh, the, <laughs> right. the, the, the remote support for the hero. Sure. Right. Um, the, the dude that's always over like a like a phone call, like uh, opening doors and shit. Yeah. 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 Dane, Dane Cook has a bit about that where he talks about every guy wants to be in a heist. Yes. And they've got the hacker guy. That's so true. Right. He's, he's like, they, they, I, I'm on Friendster. They rerouted me to Friendster. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was uh, that was his one good special. Yeah. yeah. That, was, yeah right. that was the same one with uh, Burger King, right? Mm -hmm. The bit about Burger King. Was that the one where he was wearing a black tank top and did the alien impression? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Man, so. by a round of applause. How do you feel? That's really good, that's a good joke. <laughs> um, that guy, that guy wasn't not funny. He, he got a bad rap. He got a bad rap. I think because he got exhausting. He didn't go through he did the get same exhausting. He didn't go through the same rigmarole that every comedian goes through. Uh -huh. of like he just got he famous very quickly. His way up yeah. to sure. the top of the list. And that's not his fault. That's just you know, right? He was the right guy sure. at the right time. Comedy does that to people all the time. He did uh, settle way down when he got older. Yeah, yeah he yeah. settled like he like tuned down the like pay attention to me thing. <laughs> yeah, party guy. Mm. That's the thing is, right. Dane Cook was more like the guy at the party mm. that is fun for like 15 minutes and then you kind of just want to get away from him. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Then he was like Ooh. a comic. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> That's <laughs> what? Nothing. Nothing. Really accurate. Ooh. Um, oh, did you just get uh, a lot of ash in your mouth? No, I just I just thought about something. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> so anyway. <laughs> okay. So anyway, um, but my, fir my first inkling of, of, you know, wanting to be that, but the, you know, the guy in the chair. Uh, was yeah. when I I drew, you know how in school buses they have like the panel that shows you when like the yellow and red lights are on, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. And, and it's like you know it's all up above here. All those yeah, I drew, instruments. I drew that out. I drew all that stuff out on on like a few sheets of paper. Whoa, Ooh, shit! shit. Yeah. On a few sheets of paper and taped them to my bedroom wall so I could I put all my toys behind <laughs> me and sat in the front. 
Like you could drive. When your when your parents found you, they must have just about doubled over. <laughs> I, I yeah. I think I think I I seem to remember my mom being pretty amused. Yeah. You fully constructed the reality. Keep it down back there. <laughs> you yell it at the I'll joints. turn this bus around. <laughs> just pictured Chris Farley and Billy Madison, just but you're like four. Just I for, I forget what I had, but I know I had some kind of prop for like the the little CB. Yeah, yeah. right. Um, the coolest thing about the bus, though, ultimately, was that swivel handle yeah, that dude. opens the doors. Yeah, just a swivel and it goes. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, so that was. I think I pretty early on, I think my make believe got relegated to yeah. video games yeah, and has been for most of my life. <laughs> um, not most of my life. I mean, I, I did a lot of writing in college where, yeah. you know, and I think that's that's a good way to co- kind of channel that instinct to pretend is is by just writing. Yeah, you know, I think so, too. Most people don't have an outlet for that. Right. Other than being like liars. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, most people don't engage their capacity for make believe other than to lie to other people. Yeah, that's kinda a lot of how it goes when you're when you get it to be an adult is yeah. how much of a liar are you gonna be? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Well then um then also we're I mean, we're doing something every other week that sort of counts. Sure, yeah, we play D and D. That's the healthy way play. to do it. Yeah. 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 Um, can, you can role play as part of a game. You can role play, you know, just uh, yeah. to, you know, write a community story. You can role play in the bedroom. <laughs> yeah. I was looking for that. Yeah. I was well, say, yeah. yeah. I mean, it still counts. No, it's super valid. Super yeah. valid. Yeah. yeah. Whatever you're into, man. I don't want to <laughs> poo-poo somebody's. I don't want to yuck someone's yum. I don't want to poo-poo. I don't want to poop. <laughs> but I kind of have to. I do kind of have to. <laughs> get these meatball farts. Mmm. Mmm. <laughs> meatball. meatball farts. Dave, I, I want to remind you that the pressure is on you this season. What's that? To have a Hall of Fame fart for it's the best. It's not going of. to happen. Yeah. I would sooner <laughs> shoot myself in the head. Than fart live on the air? Yeah. Well, we've both done it. We right. bo- we both have Hall of Fame Good farts. for you. It's on the short, as you put it, the short list for best farts of the year <laughs> of all to, time. Cut to a few weeks from now where I like there's a there's a bribery scheme where yeah. I've paid one of you to impersonate my fart. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. just a slide of twenty under the table. <laughs> I got you, buddy. Um, yeah, no, no, that's oh not uh, that's not happening. <laughs> I used to like I, I like I said I I only had really. Up until like preschool, I only had Alec was like the only other kid that I knew. And it was just uh-huh. because he was on the same street as me. You right. Know? It was really, really mm-hmm. easy. Um, and I'm still friends with him, by the way, which is fucking awesome. He's like, lucked out because yeah. that doesn't happen all the time. My oldest right. friend um, who I still love dearly um, and is one of the best friends, I, you know, uh, you guys and him are like the, the best friends <laughs> of yeah. my life. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, you don't yeah, get that all the time. You don't. Yeah, it's I mean, the first, super uncommon. Although, how funny is this? I mean, not that I am currently friends with him or actively, you yeah. know, but I would know how to get a hold of him, at least. The first person that I met as a kid that became my friend was Tommy Vacacy. Tommy Vacacy, yeah. Right across the street um, from me. He was one of my best friends, yeah, for a yeah. long time. Yeah. Like, God. super, super tight. Um, which, incidentally, if you're listening, Tommy, 
Hey, uh, yeah. I don't think you are, but hey, co- give me a call sometime. <laughs> I well, would love call, to hear from Tommy. Come on the podcast. We <laughs> would, would love, love to, to have you Tommy. on. Oh, my um, God. It'll be so much fun. Yeah, that's really, you, you guys grew up on the same street, right? Yeah, he lived right across the street from me. He yeah. Was, yeah, I think, he, I guess he would have been more my brother's age, maybe, I guess. Yeah. Or a little bit younger. Yeah, yeah, he would have been. And we used to hang out all the time. And the thing is, they had a Sega Genesis, yeah. and we had a Super Nintendo. <laughs> right. So it was great. Like it was that perfect. sort of, yeah. you oh, get yeah. to play a bunch of different games. Cross platform yep. I, don't, I don't know if i had that then or if we got it later but uh we did have the nintendo but i just the thing is back then he was just a little kid and there was like you know i yeah. was a little kid we didn't have much personality to go on no you're just and we weren't that close we were just like kids that hung out and played because sure. we lived across the street That's part of being on the street with somebody yeah yeah and um. <laughs> if i remember correctly too like like he played rough as a kid yeah right so <laughs> like, actually so did alec we, yeah you know like it was just you know Right, you know, uh, it's, it's part of socializing. Part of socializing, kids have to learn like what's cool and what's sure. not. Right, I, I think I did too. I did a lot. I like, I know I did when I got older. You yeah, know. Um, yeah. I, I actually I can remember the time when. Um, remember the time. Do you remember when I took you into my bedroom and it was completely unethical for me to do so? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Uh, no, I remember. I remember actually the moment when Alec and I went from just being childhood friends to being like friends, yeah, like like actual, you know, grown up kid friends. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Um, we had like, he was a grade ahead of me. Uh, he's he's a year older than me, almost exactly a year older than me by like uh, a year and a week. Okay. Um, and uh, we went. We it was like in middle school. Um, he was off, you know, he, he was friends with his friends from his grade and I was, you know, a grade below him. So we were like, you know, you're doing the thing where you're, you hang out with people your own age and right. even though it's only a year apart, it's radically different at oh, that age. School, that's everything. Right. You um, don't hang out with people in different grades unless you've got some great big reason. Right. Exactly. And I remember like it, we went almost a whole year without talking to each other be, just because of school. And it wasn't like because we were like mad at each other or anything. No, it's just we just the, like this invisible rule. Yeah. It was just like one day in the summer before we just. Just we were still friends, but we just didn't hang out again after that. Mm-hmm. And I remember like the next summer, uh, I just got a phone call from him one day, like early in the summer. And he's like, hey, man, how you doing? I just uh, I realized I haven't seen you for a long time. You want to come over and we'll do something? And that was the like he he called yeah. me and was like, yeah, come over. I miss you. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. And that was the moment <laughs> it went from just being like childhood friends to like, yeah, you've grown up and you're choosing your own friends. We're going to be friends for a long time. You know yeah. what I mean? So you're, you're I, no longer letting friendships be dictated by like all yeah. the, you know, invisible rules. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it's really cool. I could actually pinpoint that moment where I <laughs> remember that because we had been through so much together when we were kids. It was yeah. like, I said, I was, I had imaginary friends. I was like just a by myself kind of kid, which yeah. is fine because a lot of kids are, but sure. like I didn't have siblings to kind of help me socialize in the world. It was just, you know, like me and my parents and then him. So he kind of, I got, I kind of owe him a lot because he, you know, was like my first real friend in the world and still is, you know, uh, one of my best friends. Yeah. Uh, certainly my oldest friend. Um, that's nice, isn't it? It is really nice. You don't always (laughs) keep those people around. You're not always that lucky. 28 years. I've been friends with it. Wow. Uh, yeah, but about 28 years once I turned 30. So. Holy shit. Yeah, that's kind of crazy, right? We've been yeah, friends. Yeah. I was two, he was three. When's your 30th? April 5th. This? This year? Uh, oh, dude. Oh. 
That's so sad. Is it? I'm not. You <laughs> know what? Kidding. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not dreading it at all. I think that's like everybody thinks that's like a big thing. I'm not dreading it at all. I you're, hated mine, but it's not that bad. Yeah, you're you're in a better place than I was when I turned thirty. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel I feel good. I'm uh, I'm for, really happy. For me, thirty really sucked, but like thirty one was fine. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. I'm excited. Yeah, it's yeah, uh, cool. I've always been the baby of every group of friends that I've ever been in. Ever, I've always the, been the young the one. Baby, so. good your baby. I'm the baby. Gotta love me. Gotta love me. I'm turning 33 in like less than a holy late. shit. Yeah, yeah, you are. I say it's coming up, right? Yeah. Okay, uh, I'm gonna feel like a fucking idiot. Is it the? No, it's okay. I don't remember anyone's the birthdays. 19th. It is okay. I don't remember anyone's birthdays. So don't feel bad. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um. So 33 is coming around the corner, and I thought I'll celebrate with some rolling From rock. the glass line tanks of old Latrobe, <laughs> we tender to you this premium, premium beer, beer as yeah. tribute to your good taste, 33. 33. <laughs> 33. We got we to have your rolling rock birthday. Yeah, right. No, that's going to happen. Okay. I'm good. pretty sure that the 19th is, uh, it's, it's well, it's sometime this weekend. I can't remember when. Maybe yeah. Saturday? Okay. I don't know. But we're, you know, we'll probably do a little bit of something on Sunday when people come over. Sure. And there will be some rolling rock. Sure. Awesome. 33. 33. 33. From the glass line tanks. <laughs> That's cool, man. I don't know. I didn't do, I'm trying to think of more like pretending kind of stuff I did as a kid, but I didn't do that much of it. Well, there's always like the standard shit you do like when you go to a playground. Like actually, Ben, the yeah. first time you and I met was at Boardman Park when we were. Yeah. Small, I love that. Fu- small fucking world, right? Yeah. Like we met when we were. Really, really, really yeah. young met kids. In the trenches of Kason. Kason, right. <laughs> <laughs> I had trench foot and you were wrapping it for me and trying to slap me back right. to life. Talking to myself. And <laughs> uh, no, we met at Portman Park. I, it was you and your brother, if I remember correctly. Oh, was my brother there too? I think he, he was. I, I, probably, he right? Probably was. Yeah. Pete's, Pete's younger than you are, right? Uh huh. Okay, that's what I yeah. thought. Yeah, Pete's two years younger than me. Is I, I just distinctly remember. I do remember that day. I remember uh, playing. Yeah. yeah, it's just so. It's was so that Kids Town? Kids Town. Kids Town. That that's sweet still, ass fucking the best there, gym Dude, made out the of wood. Best playground. That was so cool as a kid. It was really good. Oh, all, but the cool thing about it is the way it was designed was there was all sorts of stuff that you could pretend on. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, right. There was a lot of like windy paths on the inside of the mm-hmm. playground. It had so one of those cool bouncy bridges. Yeah, you know. Yeah, the bouncy bridge. I, yeah. I remember. Uh, I remember playing with the chimes a lot because I like that yeah. sound. Yeah. Right, right. Um, and then that. Uh, that hang glidey thing mm-hmm. where if you get a running start, you just oh, those. Yeah. jump up onto the bar and you just yeah. go flying across the fucking I thing. I still don't know what mechanism those operate. Ball on. bearings. Ball bearings. Really? Right? Yeah, they just I'm they sure. roll so smoothly. Yeah, I'm sure it's ball bearings. Must be. Yeah, super um, cool. That was like a, the easily the most uh, make a believable park because there was so much to do there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was really, really fun. I remember like my my grandmother and then like all, you know, I used to spend a lot of time at my grandma and grandpa's because when I was younger, like by that point, my grandma couldn't work anymore because of her. She had arthritis really bad. Mm -hmm. Arthritis. Arthritis. Arthur. Arthur. (laughs) I need some cortisone, Arthur. (laughs) My hands are really sore. (laughs) You show about this, dude. You show about this, dude. Just shoot me up, Arthur. (laughs) <laughs> so dodging. I need um, my medication. Um, but yeah, she like um, they, they she was retired. So when my parents were at work, I would spend a lot of the time when I was in school. Yeah. Uh, and then like after I'd get out of school at my grandparents' house because babysitters are, or not babysitters, but like daycares are fucking expensive. Yeah. And my grandma and grandpa were both at home, so 
I came home from school to my grandma quite often. She would be there quite a bit when I was a kid. Yeah, mm. yeah. It just makes everything easier. They, we yeah. had a, yeah. I was there all the time. But I remember grandma was always like, <laughs> didn't want to drive all the way out to Boardwood Park because I was yeah, like, like, fuck that. I'd be like begging her, like, please, <laughs> please take me to Kids Town. It's so cool. <laughs> it's like the best place. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, very rarely. It was always like a treat when I got to go to Kidstown because they just, you know, they're old people. They don't want to fucking right. drive all over creation. <laughs> my, my There's grandma, other playgrounds that are closer. If I remember correctly, what my grandma wanted to do was to sit on the back porch, have cigarettes and just yep. let me watch some TV while oh, we chilled out together. Man, that was it. <laughs> that, just, that sounds like my grandma. I, uh, she was, you know, I have like these vivid memories of her like smoking light cigarettes, wearing those like windbreaker jackets that yep. everyone had in the late 90s and maybe <laughs> eating like a taco bell chili cheese burrito your grandma wear a babushka the little head throw thing not often but i think she did sometimes yeah, my grandma always had the little little oh, head wrap little babushka <laughs> little babushka on yep <laughs> i think she did sometimes but she curled her hair quite yep. a bit remember apple's grocery store you guys remember apple's? i do that's where that guy worked that creeped my mom out <laughs> i i don't remember apple's that's okay so you know where story? kmart is in austin town Yes, it's, a, it's now a family home and farm. Yeah, but that used to be Apple's grocery store it was like a like right. a Ruleys kind of place. They had their own bakery, meat department. Right, it's a yeah. very very large grocery store. Kind of, I think it was owned by the same people. That was a, uh, well, it was IGA at one point. It was. Yeah, it was the Santis. That was, that was after. Uh, yeah. It was Apple's. Apple's was first. Gosh, what was it before that? I, I guess it doesn't matter, but yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, it was another sort of multi-departmental grocery store. Yeah, huge, huge kind of place. There was oh. a guy there that bagged groceries that my mom was creeped out by, and one time, he, no, not one time, multiple times, he used to pat our heads after he finished, oh. like, bagging groceries, <laughs> and my mom, like, let loose on him once. Because she was super uncomfortable with them touching her kids. Yeah, right. Yeah, as most people would be. I'd like <laughs> any more, especially. But yeah, I feel like back then it didn't kids. strike me as that weird. Yeah. But then See, I don't know. I, I, it's it's hard because I like I play peekaboo with kids. Like just <laughs> what about at restaurants or stores? Like I I'm sorry. I I like right. Kids are fun, so I, I like right. A kid walked I, past me in Aldi the other day and he went. Hi, and he like pointed his hand all the way Hi. out at me, and I just couldn't stop laughing. Yeah. Hi, <laughs> kids are great. Yeah, they are. They're really fucking fun. Yeah, that's right. I, I get it. I understand. You Maybe, wouldn't. You wouldn't touch some strangers' kids. I wouldn't. No, I, I, no yeah. that's that's uh, that's yeah. unusual. That's highly irregular. Yeah, not yeah. cool. Not cool. And it's but Maybe that's like an was, old fashioned thing. I think. Well, um, yeah, because the thing is, stranger danger was happening when I was a kid, and uh, I think sure. I was like one of the earlier generations of kids to be constantly told that everyone around you wants to hurt you or right. molest you or whatever, <laughs> kidnap you. Like they didn't used to tell that to everybody. Right. Um, so for like our whole generation of kids, it was like, don't talk to anyone. Don't trust anyone. Yeah. I don't know you run away. Don't talk to strangers is not a, you know what yeah. I mean? It's not actually helpful because almost <laughs> no. all the time, the person that's going to kidnap you or molest you or kill, kill you someone is, you know. is someone, is, is someone the in knows, your family. Right. right, exactly. So it's like the, the better thing is like, hey, don't look out for this kind of shit because it's not cool. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Yeah, like explain behaviors that are not safe. Or that's how or it was normal. explained to me is like, yeah. Yeah, like very gently when I was very small. It's like, hey. If anybody tries to do this, 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 or this, yeah. maybe you know, let us know. You know. Yeah, I was told if you're uncomfortable, get out of there. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I, I don't know if I don't remember any distinct talk like that. I, I wonder if my parents just trusted me to just kind of react. The they might, they might have been smart enough to just not ruin your childhood, <laughs> or just like trusted me enough to react with anger to anything I found uncomfortable or distasteful, yeah, right. like I usually did. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, like, oh, there's no way our kid's getting. <laughs> no one's taking him. Yeah, right. It's going to, like, bite him or something. I think, I think I've said this on the podcast before. I, I almost got abducted twice. Yeah, I think we um, talked about this, actually. One time when I was really small, like four, this guy, I, mom went into the, the into the house for, like, a second to use the bathroom. Yeah. And I, uh, some guy pulled into the driveway yeah. and was, like, trying to find his cat. And I was like halfway leaned into the window of the car yeah. when my mom came out and was like, get the fuck over here. Yeah. And this, I'm like, mom, he's just looking for his cat. And by the time I looked over, the guy backed out of the driveway and was booked it, booked it down the road. And then it happened again when I was like eight or nine. It was yeah. like three people in a car. And there was two guys in the front and then a woman in the back. And I was like leaned into the backseat of the car. What's fucking wrong with me? How many times? How many fucking <laughs> times? into the unmarked vehicle. Yeah. It's a fucking idiot. And they did the same thing. They Don't fucking floored it. Don't worry, Mom. They're all looking for yeah. their various cats. That was, in, that was in Austin Town. Yeah. It happened in Austin Town. Uh, 200 yards from a school. The thing is, everybody <laughs> like, knew which houses were the weird ones, which mm-hmm. cars were the weird ones, and, and they would be on high alert. Yeah, right. There was a guy, I'm sure he was probably harmless, mm-hmm. but there was a guy who used to sit in his garage on like a chair and just watch people all day. Yeah. That's and an old guy thing. That's, that's an a, old guy thing. That's yeah. an old guy thing. That's not a... Right? Maybe that though. used to freak my mom out. But then there was also like <laughs> more than once vehicles going real slow around the neighborhood... That she would be like, get up here. Don't be, don't yeah, be don't near be the end of the right. road. Because, you know, how fast can someone throw you in a car and leave? Super easy. Yeah. Super easy. That's a yeah. gone in 20 seconds kind of. And then you have to play make-believe for the rest of your life. <laughs> oh, my God. Right. right. That you, uh, that this is your dad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not weird that we're living out of a motel in, uh, <laughs> in New Jersey. Right. Sheboygan. <laughs> <laughs> this is my dad. How about as an I don't remember adult. anything else? You guys, okay. So I brought up earlier because this just happened to me recently this week. Okay, like a th- where you tell a little white lie that helps facilitate conversation. Sure, uh, because I think it, it happens a lot. It happens a yeah. lot. I think oh, yeah. uh, I, I was it throw some some old fucking writer once said something along the lines of. Uh, I prefer solitude. A man is more himself when he's at home alone in his mm-hmm. chambers than when he goes out amongst the world. I think that one was um, not uh, Emerson. Was it Emerson? I think it was okay. Emerson. Yeah. So it, 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 I always really I could be wrong. I super identified with that quote because I feel like I'm a very and it's gotten a little bit better the older I've gotten. But yeah. I feel like I'm a different person when I'm by mm-hmm. myself. Oh, yeah. Totally. Actually, at this point in my life, I would say I'm pretty much me. You're formed. I'm pretty much me now. Yeah. Uh like with you guys, the same person I am when I'm at yeah. home by myself. I'm very, very close. I'm similar too, and I don't think that was always the case. No, it wasn't. I you you put your best face on. I think for the public, I don't give a fuck anymore. I'm yeah. like, I'm kind of over that. <laughs> I used to be uh. very, very comfortable with the fact that like, you know, I'm gonna be extremely different in different contexts. Yeah, um, um, sure. Some people who take that to an extreme. Yeah, some people. Um, yeah, some people like are uncomfortably right. And we to, uh, we to know the point of like being duplicitous. Yeah, in, right. Exactly. In a lot of cases. Yeah. And I'm sure we, we. I know we know a few people like that. Um, yeah. That just Definitely. have to have to change who they are mm. for you know what I mean. Right. And I, I think that kind of gets tiresome <laughs> when you when you push it to an extent like you know uh, people will probably like you for who you are if you just be yeah. yourself. 
But if I had to be so different around people that of, of you know in different contexts, then I don't think I could do things like have my family and friends in the same room. Yeah, it'd be really hard because yeah. you have to you have to live that lie all the time. Yeah, you got to be consistent so... in all places somehow. And then, like at some point, you have to rely on people to facilitate the lie for you, <laughs> uh, which is really weird. And if you've ever been part of that, it's fucking like yeah. really yeah. strange. Lying is just tiring. Yeah, uh, that's uh, why whenever I lie, it's it includes a grain of the truth so i don't have to remember, remember it so hard. much right <laughs> yes. uh, so i'll give you a good example i did i told a little white lie i was in line at Ruli's uh yesterday basically okay. um getting the stuff for the i got the pork roast and everything and stuff for the chicken wings yeah. and stuff that we had yesterday for the championship game right and i when i was there they have that little like front section that has all the little knickknacky kitchen gadgets and stuff mm. i found for like two bucks this little glass that measured out in half ounces yeah certain measurements and i thought oh this you know what i mean like because uh, when my mom comes over, we do uh, mixed drinks a lot. So we'll do a lot of nice. like Tom Collins and mm. Moscow Mules and things like that. Yeah. And I have a big shaker measuring glass like that. And I wanted one that was nice and simple that was small that I had. And I, yeah. you know, put that in the cart when I went to ring out. And uh, I told the lady, she, I, she commented on it when I set it up there. She's like, oh, man, this is like my size shot glass because it's like a four ounce right. cup. And I'm like, <laughs> I said, what I said was, which is not true. Um, <laughs> I, what I said was, okay. my mom's about to retire. So we do a lot of mixed drinks at my apartment, which is, that's, I guess it's half true. Yeah. So my mom's about to retire, which well, is not true. She's no, not about to retire. But what you did was you transferred an idle thought you already had about right. your mom retiring someday or whatever. Right. You just kind of grabbed something and threw it in front of there. Right. right. Yeah, and then we had a nice little pleasant conversation about what, like, she's like, oh, yeah, well, my mom and I like to go get margaritas. And I'm like, perfect. We just facilitated a conversation based on something that's not true. I just lied to this woman. <laughs> my mom's not, she's going to retire at some point point in the next decade i think yeah. but she's not she's not there yet we got a lot of time left to go yeah so but like that was a little made up thing that i did because it just made the conversation easier i completely understand this. yeah you know what i mean like it, it's just uh it's just like, one of those little social things that you do well because what you want to do is like say something human and relatable to facilitate the yeah. few minutes you have to talk to this person right and anything closer to the truth with it taking more time and more effort and more right. effort exactly so i that's feel like i've done that at least once maybe multiple times out of just laziness like, sure let me let me just say something that you probably expect that is easy enough right There's just to just to shoot the shit the fundamental difference between lies and little white lies right you know what i mean yeah lying is bad little white lies are you know necessary i think sometimes yeah well, just like, to make things easier, I did, I did especially this. if you're socially awkward, you know, it's just really easy to kind of. I did something very similar the other day at Sparkle, and it wasn't even really intended to be a lie for like I kind of believed it as I said it. But then yeah. I realized immediately after it was wrong and I didn't correct it. Yeah, right. Which is that I had to pick up tomatoes because mm -hmm. I'd used all the tomatoes making tomato sauce. I didn't realize Christy was counting on there being some tomatoes because mm -hmm. she had some stuff to cook, too. So she asked me if I used them all. And I went, yeah, oh, my God. Yes, I did. I'll, mm -hmm. I'll bring home some tomatoes. So. I went into Sparkle and I got four cans of tomatoes and I went up to the aisle and uh, and uh, the girl says, how you doing? And I didn't want to just be like, yeah, fine, mm. you know, whatever. Here's my card. Mm. So I said, no, you're not too bad. I use all the tomatoes. I got to bring some more tomatoes home. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and then oh, this was also not true. I was like, oh, girlfriend's mad. I used all the tomatoes. Chrissy wasn't mad. Yeah, right, 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 right. Exactly. Just, right? <laughs> it was just, I don't know you why you said it. You just facilitate. The, it's, it right. helps facilitate the conversation. Yeah. yeah, it's just easier. So then she says, well, what's she making? And I couldn't remember, so I just said curry. 
And uh, then within like four seconds, I realized, no, she's making lasagna. Yeah, right. <laughs> Whatever. Right? But it's just easier. Right. So then she says, enjoy your curry. <laughs> of course, I go, well, I will. All right. Right. It's just like. It's just easy. Does anything that I said to her, though, or she said to me matter in any way? No. It, it doesn't, doesn't matter. Right. That's what I mean. That's, there's a fundamental difference between lying and little white lying. Yeah. It's just like, um, I'm just burbling at you. <laughs> yeah, right. It, it just makes certain situations a lot easier. Yeah. It's going to make a lot of people really happy. <laughs> this is going to make a lot of people feel a lot better about some bullshit they said. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I think that's kind of most of the make-believe you do when you're an adult. It's oh, it's just, all the time, though. Because like, the thing is, like, with especially in idle conversations with strangers yeah. in weird moments where it doesn't matter, I'll just agree with people's shit sometimes. Yeah. Even if I don't agree with it, just because I don't want to argue with a stranger weirdly for no reason. <laughs> there, there's a point when you realize that, like, when you're a kid, it's a little easier. Uh, but there's a point when you're grown up, I think, for most people that you realize that, like, lying is just way too tiresome. <laughs> it's just so much easier. Well, to like be, outright big old fabrication. Oh, yeah, it's right. so much easier to just yeah. be honest about most yeah. things. Um, it's funny. I feel like Dan might listen to this, and I feel like Dan has some interesting stories about this. I kind of wish we had him to talk to you about this. Mm. Well, let's call him right now. <laughs> let's call him live. <laughs> um, but he he would have some interesting thoughts on this one for sure. Because he's a huge fucking liar. He's a, <laughs> he's a, <laughs> you can't fucking trust anything the guy says. He just every no. every single thing out of his mouth is fucking horseshit. <laughs> And I'm, and frankly, I'm fucking sick of it. I'm just tired. Yeah, of you it. know what? Let's call him now and bitch about that it. fucking piece of shit. <laughs> that worthless, oh disgusting. You know what's bad is that we're gonna forget we saw, had this conversation, <laughs> and he's gonna remind and us. Next yeah. week, he's gonna be like, "Are you guys? What's going what's, on? Are you guys mad at me? I don't. I just want everyone to be okay." Oh my god, <laughs> the, the backlog is a bad idea. Yeah. Really bad. Really bad. I, I saw I saw Lion Dan Chodowski, and he said some things, and, and I thought something. they. Were not true. He told me he rode a motorcycle and a palace in the sky, and I was like, not so good. We say no, America. He told me that he 100% in Super Mario World, and I thought, this is bullshit. This There's is no bullshit. Way. There's I've no way. I've seen this guy play. He can't do it. I've, I've seen Siglemic's 120 star run at GDQ, <laughs> and I know that Dan Jarnowski does not have the. He, he hasn't mastered the half A press. <laughs> Oh my god! No, he's so not. Silly. He's gonna seriously in a week. He's yeah. gonna be like, guys, what the fuck? He's a fucking liar. I mean, he's a. <laughs> don't do it. No, he's not. <laughs> no, but like Dan, you know, like he he would have some interesting things to say about this one, just because like you know, like I think we all have times. Like I've gone through times where I've been less honest, for sure. Absolutely, and I've learned the lesson. To not do that because it's right. sucks. I so. think I, I think I told you guys like when I was in college, I tried very. I, I felt like all my friends were smarter than I was. You so have I, said that before. I tried very hard to sound as smart as possible in college, um, <laughs> because like uh, you know, you two and Drew especially were it's, just like. It's so funny you think that. I felt like you were just, and I still feel <laughs> like you guys are just light years smarter than I am. Nope. Um, Nope. Yeah. I, I feel like if anything has been proven out by this podcast after three complete seasons, it's that everyone at this table is fucking stupid. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's probably true. That's fair. Uh, yeah, I, but I just I tried so hard to seem intellectual around you guys because it was. Well, just, yeah, you don't want to be. You don't wanna be you you're in college. You're like 19 years old in college. You want to yeah. be. You right. want to be. Half you, the reason you're there is to get smarter. You want to be important. You want to seem like your opinion matters and you know what you're talking about. Boys so. go to college to get more knowledge. Yeah, right. Girls go to Jupiter to get more stupider. That's what I learned. 
That's what I learned. Why would anyone go anywhere to get more stupid? <laughs> because well, why do people go to bars? Because ignorance right. is bliss. That's right. true. Thank you, Cipher from the Matrix. Ignorance is bliss. Ignorance is bliss. Ignorance is bliss. The steak is meaty. <laughs> delicious. The steak is. The thing is, I can't be someone famous. Like an actor. <laughs> the thing is, I can't look at that guy without picturing him as Ralphie from The Me Sopranos. Too. <laughs> He's, He's Ralphie The fucking now. piece of shit Ralph Sofreto from The Sopranos. He just. <laughs> Cypher, I, I don't see Cypher. I just yeah. see Ralphie. Well, he's, so, he's so good in that role. Yeah, right. Yeah. My favorite Ralph moment is when he, like, he, there's a scene in The Sopranos where he kills a, a stripper out back behind the strip club. He, like, kicks her to he, death. Like, he, like, brutally beats her up and kills her with Jesus his bare hands. And, yeah. like, to- yeah. what a heartwarming yeah, Ralphie right. moment. Uh, and he's got, like, <laughs> then, like, the rest of the guys go out and they see the body. And, like, uh, classic Ralph. They, they have oh. him, they, they basically have him out back and he's got a drink in his hand. Oh, and, that like, rascal. <laughs> Tony goes up to the body and then walks back over to Ralph like he's gonna fucking hit him yeah. and he slaps the drink out of his hand and Ralph goes oh and he's so offended that right. Tony knocked the drink yeah. out of his hand it's this perfect moment of like oh, oh these dudes have like nothing in context yeah, right. they don't understand the gravity of their of actions. what they just did right yeah. yeah that just fucking cracks me up speaking of speaking of make believe I think uh, it wasn't last night it was it was a few nights ago where I, I messaged you guys and said like like I know all mob movies tell you that yes. like you know being Friday, in the mob is bad and it'll it'll destroy your soul and you should never want to be a part of such a brutal life. Yeah. But also, you know, you just want to you know run the biggest operation in town and yeah. eat at a nice Italian restaurant. That's all we want to do with your trophy wife <laughs> and you and you uh, you we, know we want to be successful dudes being successful. In enjoying the, the best little bits of life in a big city where you don't have to if, if you get in trouble with the cops you just you throw the you throw the department a little little scratch yeah right know? But what that really says is we all just want to have nice things and be unaccountable for our behavior. Right. <laughs> Duh. Yeah. Which, that's really the core takeaway. Right. Which, of course, we do. Yeah. That's being a person, let alone a man, being a person is I want all the good things and I want to be able to do what I want to do. Right. You know? Who can't get behind that? Right. Uh, did you guys ever do uh, like you? Okay, I I do this. I do weird things like well, I'll be in the shower, which is like your most private alone weird. time, I think. Yeah. Um, <laughs> where you just like you're in the shower and the hot water is hitting you and you just start jerking off. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <Yeah. laughs> You grab that bottle of fucking, coconut lotion oh, that's yeah. not for that. And you, <laughs> you just fucking crank one out right down the drain. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, like start someone's grabbing weird soaps and shampoos yeah, and stuff just to make believe someone's best. blowing you in the shower. <laughs> I, I, I beg your pardon. I recycle. <laughs> that just goes right back into my digestive tract. <laughs> That's that's a lot of protein, and I already yeah. am low on protein. Right. It's I want to lose. <laughs> it's you know it's that moment where I'm standing in the shower with my head cocked back, having just caught my own load from the ceiling. And to, I just feel good about myself, you know. You ever think about you ever think about how how it's it's not socially acceptable anymore to eat your own kids like <laughs> like uh, the Titan yeah. Uranus. I was yeah. just gonna say uh, Uranus devouring his children, but it's totally Chronos. Chronos, but it's totally acceptable to eat your own semen. <laughs> yeah, that's like millions of, upon billions of kids. Totally yeah. acceptable. 
Billions. You just totally ate billions of kids. Acceptable. Totally acceptable. Not weird. No, what I was gonna say. <laughs> did you ever like? I I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Kronos devouring <laughs> his mad <man> butter. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> Ew. All right. Uh, <coughs> oh, no. It was Saturn. Are you sure it wasn't Kronos? Where I think I, are, are Kronos and Saturn the same guy? I don't know. I, I'm pretty sure it was Saturn devouring. Yeah, it's his, one of those Greek Roman things. Kronos his, is definitely Greek. His man gravy. <laughs> Saturn devour. Yeah, devouring. Saturn. Yeah. Devouring. Okay. It's Saturn. Uh, Francisco Goya. What I was going to say was. <laughs> the- <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, oh no. This is a very graphic oh, illustration. No. Oh, my God. A man eating his children? No, it's just, no, someone repainted it to. With just, a weird face? He's yeah. He's just oh, eating sushi. He's eating sushi. <laughs> well, no, because the original. This is the original. Oh, right. right. That one. Yeah. yeah. Right. But then someone repainted it. He's just enjoying sushi with his son. <laughs> I love it. That's really funny. Uh, anyway, <laughs> what I was going to say was, did you ever like when you're standing in the shower and you're by yourself, do you ever like I do I do weird things like um, like pretend I'm an actor and I'll like act out movie scenes in my head and like yeah. put myself. Like, do you guys ever do that? I like, do all. You know what? Actually, this is a great aspect to make believe that I hadn't even considered. Uh, but yes. And actually, we, we were just talking on Goose Chase with Matt about something similar of role playing out scenarios, conversations, ideas. Yes. Even just like fantasies, you know, like, you know, like in your head and like having the conversations you would have and you kind of find your lips moving as you're doing it. Yeah, you, know? you, just, you just kind of like pretend that. Yeah, I yeah. do a lot of that. I do a weird amount of that. Actually. I like I like pretext conversations that I know I'm going to have and then I go back and fix conversations that I've already. had. Yeah, right. I find myself pacing and my mouth is moving. Yeah. <laughs> I do a lot. Um, yeah, I, I do a lot of like. um Pretending that I'm acting a, a scene in a movie and like, yeah. like a, trying to yeah. act, act something out differently. Yeah. I actually did it recently. I like I watched the scene uh, from Jaws, the uh, the USS Indianapolis speech, and I was like, I found myself doing that scene in the shower. Okay, because yeah. like, I I know it pretty well, <laughs> uh, but I found myself like trying to act it out and be as convincing as possible, which is really weird and really silly. But because <laughs> yeah. I'm you know like fucking thirty years old, but you know. It's still fun. It's fun to do. Oh, my God. I can't remember what it was, but it's so funny we're talking about this now because not even like a couple of days ago, I was trying to remember something. And then in my reenactment in my head, you corrected me because you knew it better. Really? (laughs) Yes. I can't remember what it was, but this actually happened. No way. I was thinking about something and then I'm like, basically, I was like, Chris would actually know the words. Yes. (laughs) Within the last couple of days. Mental conversation is is pretty legit. Yeah. Um. You've, I mean, you've certainly heard of of uh, rubber ducky debugging, I, right? It's I don't a, know if I have. It's yeah, a well. programming thing where a programmer will have like a rubber duck that he explains his code to, and oh. by explaining it and vocalizing it out loud, hoping to find the point that's that's hanging him up. That makes a lot of sense. Mm. Yeah, because when you have to verbalize stuff, you take out a lot of assumptions. Yeah. Yeah, you just sort of right. put put everything out there that should be happening and all of the 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 stuff that you might miss. Yeah, just thinking about it. Yeah, that's cool. I never. I don't. I don't think I've ever heard that term before. That makes a lot of sense. Uh, Morty. Morty. <laughs> I don't know. 
I do a lot of that imagination stuff. Like just playing around with certain scenarios. Yeah, especially like if I'm driving or I'm doing any other thing where it's like I have to be doing it, but my mind doesn't necessarily have to be fully in it. I find myself yeah. doing a lot of that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like yeah. trying to play yourself up. That reminds me, uh, listening to Bill Burr's podcast, which is an exponentially better podcast. <laughs> Go listen to the Monday right. Morning Podcast. Yeah, we've been doing this um, for three seasons, and we're still trying to send people away. Yeah. <laughs> um, like with him talking about like how he has to put on, because you know, he's te- a temper problem, having to put on a happy face. Yeah, right. So he does weird things like put a smiley face on. Like when he when he's about to call the cable company to complain about something that they changed with his package, he'll take notes and then write a smiley face on the top so he remembers <laughs> to be happy. You know, like he puts Sorry. it on the dashboard in his car so he's smile. like smile, smile, just really funny. <laughs> Don't be a dick. Yeah, like having to pretend that you're not, you know. What yeah, I mean? right. To be normal, you know what I mean. Um, and I think that that's the big thing about being an adult, unless you're like a, a monster and <laughs> you feel the need to lie about everything. Um, you know, just uh, trying to put on your best face, which yeah. I've uh, I think evolved past. I think I'm fucking over that. <laughs> I'm done with. Yeah, it's too many years of depression that just. <laughs> well, you know, life has a way of like evening you out yeah. to where it's like I don't care what life, you think. Um, um, finds, finds a way. A way. way. Yeah, yeah. You a you big kinda... part of the motivation behind like not being your most genuine self is trying right. to manage what other people think. Sure. If you right. stop caring what people think, way easier. Oh old, man, old people in that sense socially have it way easier because yeah, you know they don't fucking give a shit. Being like 18, uh, 20, 22, what a miserable time. Yeah, all you're trying to do is convince other people that you're worth fucking and yeah. that you're smart enough <laughs> and yeah. that you're like capable enough. Like everything you do is just trying to cut out a little piece of the chain right. to where you belong there. Right. God, you're I'm not just some fucking scrub that rolled it off the street. Like, right. you belong somewhere. I'm so happy I'm married. <laughs> <laughs> so much less work. Yeah. I just I have someone who I know is going to love me. <laughs> yeah. Right. Basically, no matter what, unless I do something really stupid. <laughs> I just have to not fuck up catastrophically. Yeah. You just have to not do that. Yeah. Found someone who likes me some, somehow. And the thing is, you could fuck up a lot of ways. Yeah, sure. And you'll be fine. Yeah. Just, you know. Just basically keep it to the to the least serious ones, right? <laughs> yeah, like don't like set your apartment on fire. Or, uh, uh, no promises. <laughs> no promises. Right. Can't say anything. Anyway, anyway. I kind of feel like it's time. Yeah, I, we're you know, about an hour and a half here. We've exercised. You guys like the topic? Was yeah, it? I did. Yeah, that's okay. a good one. I, I, I felt like uh, it just uh, popped into my head today when I was driving yeah. around. Like, oh, you know, that would be good. Yeah, we, why not? We, we never haven't talked about that before. Want to try and explore topic. like different things? This yeah. uh, like this each season. other's uh, each other's bodies and, and each other's bodies. <laughs> you know, like um, our feelings about uh, Thai food. Mm. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> anyway, um, I got nothing. Yeah, I don't either. Uh, I'm uh, tired. What's, what time are we up to, incidentally? <laughs> uh, well, we're it's an hour and a half into the episode now, so it's oh, time. Oh, shit. Yeah, it's time. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. So I yeah. guess seeing as it is uh, that time, why don't we take a break here? Yeah. And yeah. Uh, come back with the uh, smoking and drinking. Smoking and drinking. Yeah. All right. Sounds good. All right. We'll be right back. Yeah, William Topaz McGonagall was his name. Okay. And uh, the 
there's a website that uh, serves as an archive of his works. Uh, poet and tragedian of Dundee has been widely hailed as the writer of the worst poetry in the English language. <laughs> Self-educated handloom weaver of Irish descent. Big surprise. He discovered his discord. <laughs> Take that, the Irish. <laughs> well, no, well, no, because his last name is McGonagall. Uh, <laughs> oh, so not bad poet because he's Irish. Not because he's Irish. No. McGonagall because he's Irish. <laughs> right. <laughs> He discovered his discordant muse in 1877 and embarked upon a 25-year career as a working poet, delighting and appalling audiences across Scotland and beyond. His audiences threw rotten fish at him. The authorities banned his performances. Oh, my God. And he died a pauper over a century ago. But his awesome. Books, but his books remain in print to this day, and he's remembered and quoted long after more talented uh, contemporaries have been forgotten. I would love some examples. Let's let's see. Um, I feel like you've told me about this. Too. Poems by subject. How about uh, disasters? <laughs> okay. Come on. He's actually supposed to be the worst. He's actually supposed to be the worst. Um, then as now... The railway was one of the safest ways to travel. Rail accidents had a big impact, especially on McGonagall's career. This is the uh, first stanza of the Tay Bridge disaster. Okay. Beautiful railway bridge of the Silvery Tay. Alas, I am very sorry to say that 90 lives have been taken away on the last Sabbath day of 1879, which will be remembered for a very long time. <laughs> it was about seven o'clock at night <laughs> and the wind it blew with all its might. And the rain came pouring down, and the dark clouds seemed to frown, and the demon of the air seemed to say, I'll blow down the Bridge of Tay. <laughs> <laughs> and there's several more stanzas oh my God. that go along much like this. Um, he, he, uh, one of his most <laughs> infamous incidents was uh, when he came a-knocking at Buckingham Palace after Tennyson had passed away, yeah. asking if they would make him the new poet laureate of <laughs> Britain. And yeah. they and they basically said, we'll get back to you. <laughs> <laughs> What's his name again? McGonagall? Uh, what McGonagall? William Topaz McGonagall. Topaz. Yeah. Don't see that on a lot of driver's licenses. He had a lot of poems about disasters, yeah. uh, some some military fare, some some poems about holidays and <laughs> important people, uh, in which he essentially just you know chronicled the date and what happened. Yeah. And <laughs> oh my god, it's like poetry literally writing itself, but with no guidance. <laughs> right. Oh, that's terrible. And and a complete. And total absence of meter. He bothers to rhyme everything, but there's no meter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we were just talking about missing poetry, yeah, so that's why missing. you're hearing this conversation. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, uh, I, it was a big, a I think a big part of all of our lives at some point. Yeah. Mm. I wouldn't even say it's not a part of my life exactly right now, except it's just not a part I, like, access. You work out or, anymore. Yeah, it's yeah. not something that like, right. like I give to myself. Um, and sometimes I'll go through and read things I wrote or other people wrote. Yeah. And it'll really mean a lot to me. Important silly note: all, all everybody at this table, I think, is a published poet, right? Uh, um, yeah. Well, we were all published in the in the Jenny in the yeah. student, student magazine, magazine, which we were yeah. all involved in. The still counts. Still yeah. counts. Still published. Sure. Um, yeah, we're all we're all <laughs> on some level, and we all used to write poetry. Um, yeah. Yeah. I used to really like writing poetry. That was my favorite part of college. Was yeah. uh, I got to take all the. I took poetry classes with every major poetry professor, yeah. including your dad, who is a very, very good poetry instructor. He's the only one I never <laughs> wow. had uh, a, 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 a right. teacher. Yeah. He 
he was definitely the most practical of all the poetry instructors I had, which yeah. is good because I took your dad first, mm-hmm. and he g- kind of laid out the the foundations of what you should be. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then I took Will Greenway. Uh, Take my dad, please. Please. <laughs> uh, Will Greenway and Phil Brady were both also excellent. Uh, yeah. Excellent poets and excellent poetry teachers. They were just a little more loose. Yeah. Your dad, like, it was the first poetry class, and it was very obvious that it was, you know, like the rudimentary how you begin to formulate and how you begin to write. And, yeah. Right. Um, yeah. Try and write uh, something deep without using overly flowery language, which is something everybody falls into. I yeah. Think, when they try and write poetry. My dad is not a fan of flowery language. No, he's not. No. <laughs> Actually, I remember I wrote a poem and I used I used the word macabre, and he, like, he, when he reviewed the poem, he's like, "I need you to take that out of there." Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this word doesn't said, sound like, like you. He said, "This is very, very archaic, and uh, it doesn't sound right." He says, "I need you to, you know, poetry." Like he taught me one of the most important lessons, which is, you want to try and find a new way of describing something without sounding like an asshole, basically. Yeah. You, know, you know what I mean? You don't want to sound like a pretentious douche, but you want to yeah. try and find a new way of describing something. Poetry is not necessarily like the search for like the most... Um, mm. uh, what, esoteric. Like the, yeah, esoteric. Yeah, esoteric is a great yeah. word for yeah. it. Yeah, esoteric yeah. way to say something. It is a quest to find a way to say something that conveys it in a way that couldn't have been conveyed in any other language. Right, right, exactly. Right. Driving at something very specific if you're doing it right, I feel like. Your dad taught yeah. me that, and then Will Greenway taught me that sometimes it's a good idea to write poetry when you're under the influence of illicit substances. <laughs> yeah. Which is also well, really good poetry well, advice. Yeah. What, 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 what Dr. Greenway told, told our classes was... Uh, uh, it's good to have a glass of wine or two, but never write what never write poetry while you're high. Yes, because you'll regret it the next morning when you're reading it and wondering what the what fuck, fuck you were, were trying to. About. Yeah, yeah. My yeah. <laughs> um, actually, Will Greenway gave me my favorite uh, assignment I've ever gotten from any teacher ever, which was, all right, next week I want you guys, or uh, when you come in next week, I want you to write me a villanelle, or oh, don't villanelle. He said, write me a villanelle or don't. Actually, do whatever you want. And then left. <laughs> <laughs> it's, just, it's, just, it's my favorite assignment I've ever gotten. It was it's such an English department kind of thing. Yeah. If you're an yeah. English major, that's like all these oh. guys have tenure too. So like, yeah, right. <laughs> this isn't like they're just like adjuncts that don't give a shit. Like right. this is just how they are. I'm, tem- <laughs> I'm tempted to believe that the specific way of phrasing that was meant to elicit some kind of response from the students that would be interesting and yeah. unique, and maybe they would do something totally <laughs> unthought of. But mm-hmm. but what I think it probably was is just I don't know I remember (laughs) Corey Johnson actually wrote and I think she brought it in for that yeah for one of Will Greenway's poems um she wrote I think my favorite poem ever oh yeah which is really you know (laughs) a friend of mine wrote what I think is my favorite poem um and it's called Sleeping in the Slaughterhouse. I have to find it. Uh, mm. So, Corey, if you're listening to this, please give me a copy of that poem. Yeah. She gave me a copy and signed it, actually, because <laughs> I asked her to. So I have that somewhere, and I'd really like to reread it because it's a very good poem, and it's really, really moving. Yeah. Um, and I, I, it's, it's this long form. It's in two stanzas, if I remember. One very long stanza. And the one short stands at the end. That that rings a bell. Um, yeah, I it's do it's it's, that and it's just like it's actually like really really moving poetry when you read it. Um, yeah, 
She was great. She is great. Uh, she's published now. You should go uh, buy her book. I'll she's published many Johnson. times over. Yeah, several times yes. over. Going for her doctorate right now. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, actually, without a doubt, one of our more talented. Oh friends, yeah. Right? Oh yeah. Maybe maybe the best of all of us. Um, like super talented, very intelligent, mm. a very mm. a very uh, wonderfully giving person. Um, mm. And very easy to be friends with. Yeah, yes. right. Gosh, I think about there's so many poems that I can't remember what. This is the interesting thing about poetry, I think. Maybe you can remember all the words of a poem. Maybe you can't. But you can always remember some vague, indescribable. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's If it's not the feeling, it's something like it's like an image or it's like a place that you were in your head that just like it always leaves something with you. Yeah. Even if it's just dust. There's it's, something that you don't some, forget. Yeah. And an impression or an emotion that there isn't a single word for. Yeah. Um, Which I guess is that sure. is the essence of poetry itself, right? Is like trying to dig at the indescribable. Right. Yeah. Well, uh, Will Greenway read a poem in one of the class, like the class I was in with him, and I can't find it. And it makes yeah. me very sad. Um, but it's, it's a his po- poem? I don't think it was one of his poems. I think it was, oh, I think what it was, it was a poem that a friend of his wrote. Okay. And it was about uh, taking care of his mother when his mother was sick and dying. Oh. And it's a poem about like basically like she's in her sick bed and like washing her because she can't get up to like yeah. bathe herself. Yeah. And he like I remember he read the poem in front of the class and started tearing up because it, yeah. it's like very right. very moving. Yeah. Um. And, and, like uh, I can't find that poem anywhere, and I wish I could because it was just like hearing him read that in the room was so touching and so moving, and to, like to see him. Like, it's an emotion that I think everybody yeah. can identify with, even if you've never been in that situation. Yeah. But to see somebody else project it and to feel it yourself, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it was this really, really you know what, heavy, heavy thing. You know yeah. what really gets to my heart every time is the one that goes, there once was a man from Nantucket <laughs> with a cock so long oh, he, he could, could suck it. it. <laughs> he said with a he grin, wipe it come from his chin. If my ear were a cunt, I, I could fuck it. Right. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> all right, knocking that someone, wall down. Someone had to lighten the mood. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's like, it's like, I, I, I do want to say. I know I don't want to get like somber on it again either. But like, I do want to say, God damn it. There's a lot of ways. I to only talk know about, so many lyrics. There's a lot of ways to talk about what poetry is. Yeah. Uh-huh. And it's, um, you know, uh, oh God, what was I going to say? <laughs> there's a lot of ways to describe what poetry is, but I think one of them is that thing of like. Like experiencing something kind of hard to describe, and yeah, and sure. watching someone else do that, it's almost like an envious thing. Yeah, I feel like um, watching someone have that experience with a poem. I feel like I feel envy for that. Yeah, yeah, um, gone into something. Consistently, my favorite poems are the ones that actually move me to tears, mm-hmm. which is why I'm not going to read any of them because <laughs> I'll, I'll cry like a bitch on this podcast. Yeah, you know, I wish I, you would. You wish I would <laughs> you, read a poem that pussy. moves me to tears? Yeah. No, there's a, there's a lot of them. I would, you know what I mean? Sure. Like the poems that are my favorite are consistently the ones that can make me cry or elicit some emotional response. Yeah. Um, I think my... I, I actually, there's one that I remember that does the same thing for me. It starts, there's a place in France mm. where the naked ladies dance. <laughs> okay. <laughs> there's a hole in the wall. Where the men can see where it all. can see it all. <laughs> Wow. Um, moving. <laughs> I remember uh, my favorite, one of my favorite descriptions of poetry, and it's very tongue in cheek, and I forget who said it, but it it goes that uh, uh, science is the art of describing something no, uh, 
conveying something nobody knows in a way that everybody understands. Yeah. Mm. And poetry is a way of conveying something everyone knows in a way that no one understands. Yes. <laughs> that's, that's actually that's actually fair. Um, it's starting to get at it's it starts to get at it. But that's the thing is like it's always just starting to get at what the what the real nature of that is. Right. It's I feel like always things like this are just outside description. Yeah. Yep. That's that's why it's that's why it's art. Yep. Yeah. Hey, if you guys are feeling froggy, please don't look at anything that any of us have published. <laughs> please don't. Oh, God, I hope. Don't judge my stupid poetry that's <laughs> still online for everyone to see. So you know how Joe Para <laughs> says that he hopes when he's when he dies, he's just forgotten. Forgotten. Yeah. 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 I, I kind of get that. I super get that. Yeah. I don't necessarily want all of uh, the <laughs> things that are recorded about me to stick around after. Yeah. Me. Mm-hmm. I'm OK with just going in the. The pile. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, anyway. Anyway. That's real lighthearted. I. Ooh. Ooh, that was good. Yeah. It's punchy. Maybe poetry is <laughs> a topic we should explore. We absolutely. We haven't done that we yet. Should. We haven't done to- well, That would poetry. be a fun one. Right, maybe. Someone's going to do it, but within the next two episodes, because if it's not you, it's me. It's, okay. it's not going to be me. Be me. I'll tell you what. I, if I have you a few do, ideas. if you have poetry as your topic, I yeah. will. I will. I will create a list of my favorite poems. I absolutely will do that. I will create oh, my, yeah, a same. list of my favorite poems and I'll bring them and I will read them on oh, the show. All right, this is a commitment. Okay, if my it, episode is poetry. Okay, bring your favorites. All right, so that's two episodes what, from now. One yeah. of my favorites is unreasonably long, but I, I will. It's read okay. Excerpts. Doesn't matter. Well, we have plenty of time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No. Right. Um, uh, I have uh, again. I'm going to cry like a bitch because yeah, all good. all my favorite poems make me cry i don't know if i'll cry i wonder if i will i'll cry i'll definitely cry because there's several poems that really wow. get to me so. <laughs> this is interesting to me um, all of a sudden i'm like yes all right. yeah. there's a do, live wire around if you here. do poetry i i will i will i'll bring like my five favorite oh, poems will. and we'll we'll do it we'll see, uh, and i'll well, see if i can dig up Corey's poem because before I love we it. do the rest i gotta rock, yeah go ahead yeah, rock, rock your piss yes yeah just so you're aware you know, the thing is, I'm a, I'm a big baby. I'm like super okay. emotional. So I'll cry if we do. If you're actually willing to do this, then I will. great. I will. Yeah. There's one will. thing we haven't. I mean, you know, we, we get emotional every now and then on the show. Yeah. No, you I know. mean, like, I'll actually cry like, a, baby. like if a, I, a If I read baby. some of those, there's a couple that are like, yeah. that really get to me. If you're willing to do it, I'm I willing am. to. I am, too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of there's it might be it might be actually hard because. One of those things about poetry is you remember phrases, mm-hmm. images, feelings. Yeah. Titles can be kind of elusive, can't they? Yeah, right. Like finding the one that you're thinking of can actually be kind of a pain in the ass. Yeah. No, it's true. Yeah. Um, I, like I said, I have to. And if I can't find it, I'll ask yeah. uh, Corey if she's got it. If I can find that poem, I would really like mm-hmm. to read it again. Mm-hmm. Um, and she wrote, Corey wrote lots of great poetry. Like I said, one, one of our more talented friends probably the most talented yeah of all our friends actively pu- pursuing her doctorate in creative writing yeah without a doubt published several times over um everything she writes is incredible incredible yeah. yeah like i said I, I i'm gonna be really pissed if i can't find it because she signed the poem for me <laughs> she like i asked her if she would do it uh because i had a feeling she was going to be famous one day uh and i still do um can I actually read you a few lines from a poem that I really enjoy? Yeah. Okay. Uh, first, uh, I'll just start uh, in the middle of it. Who run the world? Girls. Girls. <laughs> Who run the world? Girls. <laughs> Who run the world? Girls. Oh, shit. Who oh. run the world? 
the juice. Around the world. Jews. Jews. No. That's horrible. And it was all a dream. I used to read Word Up magazine. Hey, that's a that's actually a great poem. Yeah, no joke. Salt and pepper and heavy D up in the limousine. Hanging pictures on my wall every Saturday. Rap attack, Mr. Magic Molly Mall. That that song is everything that hip hop is about in one song. Yeah, that that is actually probably the best hip hop song ever. Why isn't Why isn't Juicy our country's national anthem? It should be. What a great What a great song! Like universally great. That is the American dream. There were two songs in a song. I was I was talking with my mom one time because she's not you know like most I think middle aged white people they're not really big hip hop fans because you just she didn't grow up with it right so you don't understand. It was literally it was invented in her lifetime. Yeah. So there there was there was two things I tried to explain because it's like how I feel about. Step. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think she was like like a lot of like middle aged white folks. She just yeah. didn't get it, and she's like, I think she hears like the poppy shit that's on the radio and thinks that that's what it's all about. Mm. And the two songs that I showed her were Wu Tang Clan's "Cream." Mm. Uh, I showed her the second verse, and then I showed her Biggie's "Juicy," and I'm like, okay, read that. Uh-huh. And, and "Dear Mama" was the other one. Uh, uh, mm. Tupac did "Dear Mama." Yeah. Read, read those. But juicy, Just, juicy has to be listened to. I mean, of course, it's oh, great yeah. poetry. But you had that. I mean, like, ah, it's everything about it. It's is, so like holistically such a great yeah. composition. <laughs> and it was done, uh, uh, as I understand it, basically off the cuff. Yeah. Like, uh, Puffy gave him the beat and said, "Here, come up with something for this." And Biggie spent. Uh, the the time in the studio that Puffy gave him for like eight hours up all night partying and like smoking weed with a bunch of people <laughs> in the studio. Right. And then Puffy came in to lay the track down and Biggie just nailed it. I just believe it. Fucking freestyled half of it. <laughs> and it's it's so good, dude. It's so fucking good. Yeah, he killed it. There's nothing better. Uh, I mean, I mean, it's it, you know, it is. Yes. It's really it's everything. It's everything that the dream is about. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, that one. And then listen to Tupac's Dear Mama, which he wrote for his mom after he found out that she had breast cancer. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, oh, it's, it's a tearjerker. It is a tearjerker. It, it, and like uh, cool in the way that he doesn't apologize. Like he, he acknowledges that everybody like that his mom made mistakes when they were younger, but he doesn't care because he still loves. You know what I mean? Like yeah. super, super, super good. I feel like that's the thing a lot of people can understand. Yeah, like yeah. Be, being able to forgive your parents is, I think, uh, one of the most important yeah. parts about growing up. To forgive anyone, but especially your parents, because yeah. because your parents are your first safe harbor. Yeah, and if they violate that in any way, it stays with you for a long time. It's like this like initial transgression that like comes to shape how you see the entire world. Yeah. So if you don't forgive that thing, you're always in a sea of like, you know, bitterness. Yeah, exactly. It's yeah. like, it's fundamental to like your development. This is very serious. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. You got very, very serious really quickly. I, so anyway, <laughs> we'll talk about that on the poetry podcast sure. when we do it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so anyway, um, uh, I'd also like to nominate Tom Green's seminal rap song about his butt. The bum, my bum very, is on the cheese. Various things. My bum is on yes. the cheese. His and butt if I'm lucky, was on various things, wasn't it? I'll get a disease. <laughs> I remember that his butt was on the Swedish. 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 My bum is on the man. My bum is on the man. <laughs> I can have fun with, with my, my bum, bum on a man. man. <laughs> 
Hey man, listen. If you don't know, Tom Green was really fucking funny when, in the nineties yeah. when you were a stupid kid and you didn't know any better. Tom Green was hilarious. The nineties are coming back. I really do believe that we're in the midst of a new era of uh, absurdism. Yeah, I think Eminem said it best when he said, uh, "Sometimes I want to just get on TV and let loose, but can't." But it's cool for Tom Green to hump a dead moose. (laughs) (laughs) Eminem, you know nothing of... Well, no, he knew quite a bit about that. Um, Anyway. Yeah, so... Getting back to seriousness, let me take control here. Have we any recommendations for this podcast? We have. Um, You know what? I started with you first, and you deferred, so I'm going to start with Ben this time. Sure. Okay. Um, Let me double check what I wrote down. Oh, yeah. I remember what I wrote down, because I'm looking at it right now. I've already recommended this to you guys, but I'm also recommending this uh, again because as far as I know, you guys haven't seen it yet. And also for anyone else who hasn't seen it, Knives Out. Yes. Is really good. I've heard this was good. It's hilarious. I was I was grinning the entire time. It's a very smart. It's a very, very smart movie, Um, not just not just in terms of its of its. uh, of its comedy and its writing, but it spins a really good mystery story. Ooh. And if you, and it'll reward you for paying attention to all the clues. And when, you know, you know, when the big reveal comes, he'll be like, Oh yeah, I, I remember that. I saw that. So um, would you say that it's, it, it sounds like you're saying if you, if you're paying attention, you can solve this one. You can, before the big reveal, yeah, you can know. Well, the, <laughs> I don't want to spoil too much, but okay. the 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 you know the big finale yeah. is a pretty complex series of events. Sure, um, it's kind of like Clue, where like there's all these things, the very complicated scenarios at the end. That yeah, okay, um, and and uh, the film invites you to form the suspicions that would probably very naturally be formed by by a viewer. Okay. Uh, it's it it doesn't it doesn't smack you in the face with with it doesn't bring shit up out of nowhere right. is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Um it's it's a very the the film really does a good job of pacing and guiding you through its plot. Okay. Uh, which is what I want of of any good mystery movie. Sure. You know um, I, I hate a mystery movie where all of a sudden there's some gigantic twist that no one could have seen coming. And sure. it's like, well, right. I, now I feel like a right dickhead because <laughs> right. yeah. you led me to believe this thing all this yeah. time. No, it's 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 definitely not like that. Um, there are a lot of really great underlying themes, too, of like entitlement uh, and especially white entitlement. Yeah, it's a uh, bunch of bougie people in a rich titlement. mansion. Yeah. Right? And uh, one of the main characters, the one who who the story, uh, uh, a lot of the story follows fairly closely, is is a uh, is a uh, Puerto Rican woman. Okay. Um, and uh, so there's a lot of there's a lot of very big contrast between her character and the and the people surrounding her. These, sure. Yeah, like you said, bougie stuffy kinda white people. White Play, people played, of course, by Danny DeVito. <laughs> Um, everyone does does a really great job in it. Daniel Craig uh, looks like he had a lot of fun with that role, he right? Very clearly loved doing this. Yeah. yeah. Um, there were, are they not making a sequel? I think they're making a sequel. What to Knives Out? Yeah. I think I read something like that very recently. I hope Se- not because in the works. I hope not because the ending is perfect. Yes, <laughs> but that's not going to stop them. <laughs> People liked it, right? Um, <laughs> 
Yeah, Daniel Craig, uh, you learn very early on, is a is a private investigator who has been who has been hired uh, to take on this case by oh, that sounds perfect by for an him. unknown party. Mm-hmm. That sounds well, perfect for James well, Bond. Well, what's he, right? well, what's even better is he's he he's like. Uh, what's his name? Benoit Blanc. Yeah. He's he's like a Louisiana, like, like a Louisiana, <laughs> yeah. to, you know, so, post uh, post bellum uh, southern gentleman. And he talks with that accent through the entire yeah. movie. And he's clearly having a fucking blast. He's constantly it. speaking into a mint julep. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Have you ever had a mint julep? Fucking no. And I want one. Have a mint julep. They're yeah. really fucking good. <laughs> yeah. But <laughs> Early wreck. The whole the whole movie with obviously one or two exceptions, because any good murder mystery should have some pretty heavy moments. Um, the entire movie, for the most part, is hysterical. Mm. Really funny. Yeah. Um, Chris Evans's character is really good. Uh, um, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis Jamie in that Lee, one. Jamie Lee Curtis. Uh, uh, is really funny. Who else? Lots of names. I can't think of them, but lots of big <laughs> names in that movie. Yeah. No. the the whole The whole experience is is great. I yeah. I, I never found myself bored or feeling like the movie was going too slowly. Yeah. Um. There's always some t- There's always some hitch or another, or some twist or another to keep you interested. And uh, I feel like I don't see enough movies. The writing is just it, again is just really good. So it's a very well written movie. You didn't mention it yet, I don't think, but that's a Ryan Johnson movie, right? Yes. Same dude that uh, wrote the uh, the um, the uh, the Last Jedi, right? Yeah. Uh, wasn't that Force a week or was it Last Jedi? Or, uh, no, yeah, it was the Last Jedi. Ryan Johnson wrote the the second of those movies, mm. the second of the uh, the last trilogy here. Yeah, um, and was of course famously accused by the internet of destroying Star Wars for all time. Sure, as everybody is if they make anything Star Wars related. <laughs> right. I, I as I've said before, nobody mm. hates Star Wars like Star Wars fans. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> but 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 he's also like a like a competent writer and director, as I understand. Oh, for he's sure. got like a like, for sure. like that. He, I can't remember what else he did, but I mean, he didn't arrive with no pedigree. Right. You know, um, so it's cool to see after all of that, him do something like this, which doesn't exist in a universe that already existed. Yeah. Doesn't have all those expectations on it and just kind of kills it. Yeah. And this is one of those movies, too, that that with a uh, with a with a. Uh, any kind of directorial vision that that strayed too comedic or too dramatic, yeah. the thing would have fallen flat. Fall, oh, okay. fell flat. <laughs> had faldened. Had f- it would have fallen. It would have defaldened. <laughs> it would have gone done faldened flatted. <laughs> um, flatnoid, please. Flatnoid. Excuse me. <laughs> um, Sorry. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, it's 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 just that perfect in in the same way that something like that something like the Big Lebowski straddles that that line between comedy yeah. and and a little bit of drama here and there. Yeah. You know, you you know you've got people who who you know one or at least one or two are out for blood, and you know, yeah. dudes just like, come on, man. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, there's something really fun about that of like not knowing how to feel about a movie until it gives you an excuse to laugh or. You know, sure. like that, that sort of like tension of like, how am I sure. supposed to interpret this? And and really, I think if you've seen the trailers for Knives Out, I think it conveys the attitude of the movie really well. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think if you've seen the trailers, you, you, you will know what that balance is going into yeah. it. And you'll feel comfortable like chuckling and, and laughing right out yeah. of the gate. 
Um, very fun movie. Uh, very heartfelt. Uh, and it, 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 it's very clear everyone had a lot of fun doing it, which is a great thing to see in a movie. Nice. Yeah. Cool. Uh, Dave, have you any recommendations? I do. I want to talk about if, if, as much as I can without ruining anything, I want to talk about the premiere of The New Pope. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. You know, I never, I got six out of eight episodes into The Young Pope and never finished it. I think it's a thing most people have not or will not watch. I only ever saw the first episode over here. Um, Uh, Did we watch the whole first episode? I I believe so, yeah. The Young Pope is like a new kind of television. It's almost like a genre unto itself. It's very distinct, yeah. Um, I believe that the director's name is Paolo Sorrentino. Mm Mm-hmm. That I don't. Right. I don't know the rest of his work. Yeah, that sounds like um, someone who I would expect to direct a show about a pope about yeah. the Vatican. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's it's like a distinctly like European feeling show, right? Mm. Yeah. Uh, but, what have we forgotten? But oh with, my god! But with less sex. Uh, <laughs> uh you'd be surprised. Oh, okay. <laughs> so the, one of the interesting things about the Young Pope is that it does this. So the first season is called the Young Pope, obviously. Sure. Uh, the new season is called the New Pope. Because they're attempting to take like the same show, but essentially build a new storyline into it. Mm. The Young Pope is a story. Um, gosh, how do you so so the whole show does this great thing of juxtaposing like the grandeur and beauty and like solemnity of the environment of the Vatican against the depravity and secrets and sins of its inhabitants. Yeah, right. So like all the time, you're getting like this like this huge beautiful palatial architecture and stuff and then there's like the guy with the red prada shoes right? <laughs> yeah. 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 well like a guy with a bunch of bottles of liquor under his bed yeah right that he doesn't want to confess to right you know and that of course like he he's found out by that's the other thing is the, the structure the of secrecy. the vatican someone with a bunch of national geographic magazines his dad gave him yeah <laughs> Circled with the best, the best boobs. Nice, <laughs> best boobs of the Congo. Son, I know that you're gonna have a hard time in the Vatican, uh, being so far away from all of these Nat Geo magazines. I'm gonna be mailing you a few each month, to, uh, along with the Jay Z Penny catalog, <laughs> just to remind and you some of the lotion homestead. and a condom. <laughs> Dad, I'm 47. <laughs> yes, you're 47, but you're gonna you're gonna miss Nebraska. <laughs> You're always you're always gonna be my weird boy. <laughs> anyway, yeah. So, um, so the show also depicts like this sort of uh, in in sort of vague terms, I guess. But like, there's players in the Vatican, right? So there's the people that do the dirty work. Haters. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> there, there really are too. But there's like there's uh there, there's the people that make things work, make things happen, facilitate mm-hmm. things, know everyone's secrets, pull the strings, guys. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. I'm sorry. Keep going. <laughs> so yeah, there's the guys that do the work like that, and then there's the people that get to sit above all that and look pretty and be you know uh you know proper and uh mm. and get to sit above all of that sea of scum that basically keeps yeah. the thing moving. I don't want to say that much about the new season. Yeah. So I'm trying to dance around it. That's okay. Um, but basically, huh. okay. So I don't. Th- this isn't a spoiler. You know that the new season is called the new pope. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So there's a new pope coming. There's going to be a new pope coming, and you've probably seen the promotional materials that suggest that that is John Malkovich. Yes. If that's the case, oh. we don't know yet because no. for the first episode, he does not appear at all. 
But I will tell you, a new pope is selected. Oh. oh. I'm telling you this to sort of whet your appetite a bit. Okay. Because if I not have to him, finish who? season one. I remember the kangaroo. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah I'm not joking. <laughs> I remember the kangaroo. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, Sounds um, fucking wild. It is wild. The show, yeah, um, the, the first season is incredible. It features all these awesome scenes of like, great, raw, like, like great set pieces. Beautiful oh set pieces. God. Amazing oh, camera yeah. work. Really dramatic. And the, the soundtrack is perfect. The soundtrack perfect. is so fucking good uh, the, if you're gonna watch a scene to tease you about yeah. how good it is it, the the scene where um jude law basically as the as the pope for the first time yeah. speaks to an audience for the first time yeah I've, I've seen it yeah in yeah. the darkness he refuses to reveal himself to the people yeah he refuses to be seen and yeah, when exactly. someone tries to shine a light on him he gets fucking yeah. furious yeah he yeah. but he, he gives the speech <clears> you want to see me seek god first yeah right. yeah what have we forgotten he gives yeah. us the speech what have we, we forgotten? have forgotten God. Yeah. It's very, very, oh. like, super. We like, have forgotten the Alamo. <laughs> we have Shit. forgotten 9 11. <laughs> we have forgotten the 21st night of September. What have we, we have, forgotten? We have forgotten to wash our hands before returning to work. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. <Yeah. laughs> um, one last teaser type thing. I know I've been talking about this forever, it feels like. No, you're good. One last teaser type thing. I want to tell you how the season begins because I think it says a lot about the character of the show and it says a lot about like the at like the um the aesthetic and the sort of uh the yeah the attitude so um they're looking for a new pope there's they're going to go to conclave a whole thing is going to happen right and there's a scene where all of these it's unconnected to this but it's this dramatic time period for the vatican and there's a whole bunch of nuns that, you know, are occupying, I guess, what are like, I guess they're nuns, but they're like, you know, women of the cloth occupying their like communal chambers, right? Where there's like oh, 20 beds. Hot. <laughs> it's like 20 <laughs> beds in one room. It's like, it's like barracks, you know what I mean? Yeah. And they're told, go to bed. It's bedtime. And they all lay down and they go to sleep. And then we cut to the next morning and they all get up and they put on lipstick and they're smoking cigarettes on their yeah. beds. They're getting... Either sort of waking up for the day and something about this doesn't feel right, you know, like they're all like, you know, it's like a little bit, it's a little bit much. And then the next shot is this big neon cross, hmm. this big fat, like lit up neon cross. It's like strobing colors, right? And we get this EDM beat comes in, <laughs> right? This big fucking fat neon cross. Now that's the Italy I know. <laughs> but it, like, it's to me, it says so much about like the, I guess the sexiness of like what religion represents, right? Yeah. Or what Catholicism <laughs> represents. It's like this big fat sexy forgiveness. I don't know how to put it. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? No, I, 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 I think I, I think I get it. I do, I, but I, big fat sexy <laughs> forgiveness it's, it's, is, it's, is it's, also it's, a phrase that has never been uttered. Before. I know I'm talking crazy right now, but it's like it's license. Yeah, I no, I totally understand what you're saying. Yeah. Right, and this is what I mean when I say Paolo Sorrentino does a really great job of like portraying all this shit. Yeah. So there's this big fat neon crucifix. And all these nuns are up against it, just kind of like moving slowly. And there's this EDM beat. And then they're all just kind of slow dancing and like running their arms on the crucifix and on each other. And there's just it's just this like hyper sexual moment. Yeah. And then it's oh, awesome. Title, title scene or title, you know, title of the show. <laughs> so what I'm saying, <laughs> watch the young or the new pope. Mm. Um, I don't know how to describe the show. 
it's just a really cool piece of art. It's very it's very odd. The yeah. f- it's very really jarring the first time you watch the show because it's it is. It's so risque. It um, is. It's it's like very, in some ways it's uncomfortable. Yeah, it's it, by design. It, yeah. it it works. It works because you know it's by design. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it does make you feel uh, at least the first season. Yeah. At certain points, very uncomfortable. <laughs> it's um, uh, yeah. There's there's stuff that you won't know how to feel about. Yeah. Very often, maybe at least once an episode. So watch the new Pope. That's well, it. I, I know how I feel about. Sexy naked nuns. Yeah, <laughs> hell it's, yeah. There's something about it. I don't know what it is. It's just like you're. They're in the halls of the Vatican, and yeah. there's this blaring light, and like oh, so it's like a symbolic thing. Yeah, because I the way the way you said it, it made me think like they were going out on the town, like they no. were they were taking a break, and it's all taking place in what looks like a chapel type room, with like uh. with like painting like frescoes up on the wall of like you know depicting like gotcha. religious events and things like that, and they're all just bathed in this hot neon light yeah i don't know i love (laughs) i love what this show does i don't know how to talk about it but i love what it does big sexy big sexy nuns (laughs) big sexy forgiveness (laughs) (laughs) all right sorry Um, sorry, chris what do you what do you recommend (laughs) um i'm gonna i'm going to uh i have i have one as an aside and then one real recommendation the aside is to say that uh the are we on the fifth? Oh my god, the fifth is it the fifth season of Better, Better Call, Call Saul, Saul is about to come out oh. um, next episode month. Three ended with episode called Lantern. Yes, so we are on episode or season, season five. Four. Yeah. yeah, okay. So yeah. I got a well, gotta, no, because la- the season we're on season five because season yeah, three ended with the Lantern. That's what I just said. <laughs> season four ended with the Better Call Saul. Yeah, too, right. right. So we're on Saul season Goodman. five. Saul Goodman. Yeah, Saul Goodman. Uh, so if you have not, if you're a Breaking Bad fan at all. Um, or really, even if you're not a Breaking Bad fan, you should watch Better Call Saul. Yeah. Get caught up for season five, which I suspect, I could be wrong, but I suspect will probably be the last season of this show because they've hit the point where they need to hit. Um, mm-hmm. Without revealing too much about the show, at the end of last season, we have officially seen the rise of Saul Goodman. We are on the other side of something right. that this show is about. Yes, which is how how a man basically falls yeah. into depravity. <laughs> right, yeah. Um, like, basically, if there's a moment in Breaking Bad where Walter White is officially Walter White. Heisenberg, yeah. The Heisenberg, right, right. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, then then we've basically crossed that point. We've hit that show. point in Better yeah. Call Saul, yeah. Okay. Uh, but Saul Goodman is no longer Jimmy McGill. He is Saul Goodman. Yeah. Um, so... It's worth getting caught up for that point because there is some very serious. I'm gonna have to find um, a way to watch. You should. You should come over and wa- watch it with me sometime. It's really good and worth the watch. Uh, Michael McKean, uh, <sighs> tremendously underappreciated as Jimmy McGill's brother. Yeah. Um, really great acting. Uh, so get caught up for Better Call Saul. It's <laughs> worth it. I suspect this will be the last season. I could be wrong. Do you think so? I think so. I think they're at five. Or like five and a half. Maybe they'll split it like two parts of season five, like they did with Breaking Bad. Um, I don't know. I feel like they'll do more. And I, I don't. I only say that because there's still a lot of ground to cover. There is a lot of ground to cover. There, there. I will say that Better Call Saul is as good as Breaking Bad. Yeah, it's worth noting. Uh, you know, stay with it. It's as good as Breaking Bad, which is high praise. Yeah, that's a um, big compliment. High praise. Watch it. Uh, it's <laughs> it's worth a watch. It's worth getting caught up for the new season. And you have a month and a half to do it. Um, yeah, the, the real recommendation I want to make, and I'm going to try and keep this brief is to recommend, uh, something we were talking about before we started recording, yeah. um, which is, uh, a movie called American history X, mm-hmm. um, 
Mm. If you haven't watched it before, you should watch it because it's necessary human viewing. I would put that right up there with the like the Godfather yeah. and the Clockwork yeah. Orange and Casablanca and all that stuff. It also like, has Avery all, Brooks. It Benjamin, does have Avery. Benjamin motherfucking Cisco. <laughs> He's he's the oh, teacher. Right. That, yeah, right. uh, Avery Brooks. Yeah. <laughs> it took me a hot second, but you're right. That's him. American <laughs> History X. Um, so if you've never watched American History X, which I, I'm judging you a little for having not seen it if you haven't, uh, it's about a, basically about a, a, a guy who uh, is a neo-Nazi mm-hmm. who ends up going to jail for, uh, uh, I think it was manslaughter. Is what Did he you go to jail that. for the horrific crime I'm thinking of? Yeah. Like, uh, it's been yeah, so long since I've seen. Um, yeah. So it, it, it's like was basically pled down for murder to manslaughter because of his brother's little brother's testimony. Yeah. Um, so it, it's basically about the re, the redemption of a neo-Nazi. Yeah. Uh, played, as you brought up earlier, unapologetically by Edward Norton. Mm-hmm. Um, and you have to give him a lot of props for playing a character a lot of so props. despicable. Terrifying. He is yeah, terrifying. Uh, and, and also very sad. He does a good job of like. Yeah. Uh, si- I, simultaneously scary and pitiful. Pitiful. Yeah. yeah. And, and like uh, the, 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 the entire movie is basically about Derek Vinyan's redemption, how mm-hmm. he got to that, like at points, how he got to that, yeah, to become that person and how he was redeemed to be that person. Um, so the, if you've never seen the movie before, it's basically, it starts with um, Derek's little brother, Edward Norton's character's little brother um, in history class, following along the same neo-Nazi path that his older brother yeah. has started to follow yeah, this... around the time that his older brother is He's getting like out of jail. giving a presentation, isn't he? Or what is yeah, he he's g- giving a presentation on Mein Kampf. He's basically being chastised by the principal for writing a, a glowing review of Mein Kampf. Which I never understood why. Why would uh, what's the problem with that? <laughs> right. <laughs> um, Oops. But basically, the, the that's princi- not funny. That's just upsetting. <laughs> right. The principal assigns his little brother an, uh, an assignment about basically talking about how his brother and how his brother ended up where he was and why he's in jail. Uh, and at the same time, this is juxtaposed with his with Edward Norton's character getting out of prison and basically like having been completely reformed through his experiences in jail and having a lot of time to think about how he became who he was and yeah. why. Um, mm. And the story is basically explained through Derek's eyes trying to convince his little brother to not follow the same path that he follows. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's told in a series of flashbacks and, uh, you know, um, uh, present day stuff uh, with Derek out of jail. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's played very, very unapologetically by Edward Norton, and a really, it's really weird to say this in a role where he plays a neo-Nazi. It's really <laughs> understated in a lot of ways. He plays, you know, uh, it's very, very sympathetic, almost in a way, the way he portrays it. You, you, I've been thinking about how to describe this, and I feel like the right way to say it is that. We, you know, we like the movie does not excuse his character, but it is no. deeply interested in how someone how goes from A to B as yeah. a as a as an as an uh, a human interest exercise in how people are vulnerable to falling prey to yeah. these very radical ways of living. Right. The, pitiful. The, you described it really correctly. Yeah. He's a pitiful character. You yeah. want to pity yeah. him. You don't. Be- he's not excused. No, he's not. But excused. He is explained. No. He's explained. Yeah, right. you, you understand it uh, quite a bit yeah. through the role. Uh, if you're looking for a happy movie to watch, <laughs> this is not a happy movie. Um, 
Um, Good date night movie, maybe Valentine's. Yeah, I will tell you, like, my wife had never seen it before. We watched it a couple years ago. And it's one of those movies where at the end of it, my wife looked at me and said, why did you have me watch that? Um, because, it, and, I, and I argue, I argue because it's necessary. I think it, yeah. it, no one can debate that it is a great movie mm-hmm. um, and it's worth a watch. Well, because um, obviously your, your wife thinks racism is just fine. It yeah. needs to be shown that the error My of wife is, is, right. She said that to me before and I thought that was really weird. You get her drunk at a party, all she does is ramble on about Israel. She just yeah. never stops. And, right. so, and so you have, you have to tell it's her. It's all like, oh, the triumph of the will is the best book yeah. I read in the last five years. So you have to tell her to curb that chatter. Yeah. Because uh, <laughs> <laughs> because who run the world? Jews. Jews. <laughs> um, okay. You know, weirdly enough, weirdly enough, I, I started reading because uh, uh, I, I was bored one night and, and just yeah. started looking up uh, random shit. I read a little bit about. Uh, the protocols of the elders of Zion. Shut up. <laughs> yeah, did you really? And it turns out, it turns out most scholars believe that where it comes from was, was when the threat of, of the communist takeover of Russia was looming. Sure. The czars were fearing for yeah. their power. And so they had their secret police propagandist materials generated basically to- write up a whole tract against the Jews and basically yeah. say, you know what the Jews don't want you to do? Support your czar. <laughs> right. It was a last ditch effort that obviously didn't work. Yeah, sure. <laughs> um, you, like things like this and, Obviously, most of the time it's been the Jews, I feel like, but the, something like this is done to someone all the time. Yeah, scapegoating. A, yeah. It's a, lot, it's a lot of the time it's the Jews. It's, uh, <laughs> who've, who've objectively done nothing wrong. Right. Who've done nothing wrong. <laughs> well. <laughs> well, we, what we, about we, killing we, our savior, Jesus Christ, <laughs> we who was get, also Jewish? We, we, <laughs> we could get into Palestine if you want, but... <laughs> <laughs> We won't touch well, that. Well, yeah, I'm going to leave this whole chapter on the West Bank settlements alone and just be like, no, it's fine. Yeah. Uh, but no, I, I, I don't know a good way to describe. Um, if you type in, if you've never seen this movie uh, and you want to get a good idea of what it's about, um, uh, go go on YouTube and type in um, American History X dinner scene or American History Ooh, X yeah. news report. It'll give you a really good idea of how Edward Norton played this character and what he did to try and make the character not sympathetic, but like, like you said, worthy of pity um, mm-hmm. and, and how make he, him a human being to make him a human right. being. Right. Um, it's, it's monsters worth, aren't useful. Correct. Human beings are correct in stories like this. So it's, it's worth watching one of those scenes and you'll get a very clear idea of what, whether or not you want to watch it. I will say that Edward Norton gives one of the best acting performances I've ever seen. Absolutely. So if you haven't, or even if you have, I would recommend uh, rewatching or watching for the first time American history X. It's one of the best movies I've ever seen. And I consider myself a fucking movie snob. So you should take my advice. People. It's very, very good. It's been years <laughs> since I've seen it, but Obviously, there there are scenes and there are lines in yeah. particular that really stick out in my yeah, head. Right, um, um, it's a great film. Uh, it's a really great, and I think I said it earlier to you. It's something that I think we should we should show to kids in social studies class, yeah. especially in the modern age. Uh-huh. Uh, it's it's worth a watch. It seems increasingly relevant now. Very important. There was Which a time is sad as fuck when the movie came out in like what the mid or late nineties, yeah, mm-hmm. or whatever late it was. 90s, maybe, I think. maybe early ninety eight. Whenever it came out <laughs> around that time, it seemed like. 
I know it did. I remember, even as a young person, I remember it seemed like the idea of Nazis. They'll be there. It's insane. They're, yeah. It's go- yeah. They're so gone. And maybe there's still some guys in white tank tops that are floating around trying to get the thing going, but they'll mm-hmm. never get it. Going Cut to again. 2016 when there's actually people. Right. Uh, chanting a, fire and or not fire and blood, uh, blood and soil. Fire and blood is something different. <laughs> yeah, That's yeah, a right. different bunch That's of fanatics. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, there's people chanting blood and soil in the right. streets of the, America. Yeah, there's there's a uh, yeah. there's something really telling about like you know growing up and and learning about like the Ku Klux Klan and social studies. Yeah, you know, you thought they were gone spent, or, or going or yeah or or at least just you know a bunch of a piece of history like a footnote. Yeah, yeah, or even just you know as as they you know existed uh, for for a long for a long time in the in the modern age, yeah. just a bunch of rednecks that got together and and shouted about black people and then went home. Uh, Just still kind of the truth. I guess. Right. Right, But then but then like 2016 rolls around and you've got them endorsing Donald Trump. Yeah. Yeah, Right. And it's it's like how the hell. Well, maybe the worst time was back then, because, I mean, there was a time when David Duke was like considered a legitimate presidential. Sure. Right. You know, maybe maybe things are better, but it just feels like we never kick this awful fucking habit we have of flirting with disaster. Stain on American culture. Yeah. We never get rid of it. The last remnants of slavery. Yeah. Um, yeah, It's it's really awful. Um, We we probably never will get rid of it. I don't think we will. I really don't think we will. Um, Well, it might take a very long time. As long as people are stupid, I don't think we will. As long as people are, you know, willing to fall prey to things like that. Uh, People people are always going to be stupid. People have always been stupid, but... Progress gets made one way or the other. Sure. It's just that's it, true. It, it never takes it. It never goes as quickly as we want it to or as it should go. We guess you're right. The needle moves. We talked about it, it on does. the podcast it a really couple does. weeks ago. Uh, think about the there has been progress made since, you know, the 1960s <clears throat> in the last 50 years. There's been progress. Yeah, made sometimes socially. it can be hard to see when very slow, can, very slow. Very slow. But I, I, and I know it's it's, you know, there are people too that argue that you know it, it's it's you know a figurehead move and it's you know they make fun of people like you know oh hey we solved racism but it's not for nothing that we elected a black president no absolutely it's not, not for nothing absolutely not yeah that's a, yeah. that's a clear our last black president our last black president <laughs> right Oof. our second black president um, anyway, anyway uh, have we learned anything on this first oh, yeah. episode? Yeah. Episode 81. Oh, yeah. God, oh, yeah. We went two hours and 20 minutes. Learned already. a few things. Uh, I learned that Rolling Rock is making an awfully bold assumption in thinking that I have good taste. <laughs> <laughs> True story. Nice. Uh, I, I wrote uh, here, season four, we got lots of poops lined up. We do. So many poops. Uh, so many poops. I got lots planned. Lots I can't wait to good. share well, with you all. Listen, you got to have one Hall of Fame fart this season. It's not going to happen. The pressure is on, dude. No. No, no, why no. would I why do, would that? do that? Why would I do that? <laughs> <clears throat> I learned we owe John McCain an apology, and I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I learned uh, that uh, strangers are just fine. It's your uncle you got to watch. <laughs> it's true. Uh, I I wrote stuffing a steel toe up Betty White's yeah, sniz. I, I have that here. <laughs> <laughs> Kicking Betty White in the cooter. I just. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how that happened. The new simulation game from <laughs> Maxis. Uh, I also wrote here Sim, Sim Sniz. <laughs> sniz. I don't know. Uh, I wrote here. Uh, I feel like I blew my load with a part five. Yep. 
Ben, quote Benjamin <laughs> Reese 2020. That's so funny. Uh, oh my god! I wrote that lies are important, so you better make them awesome ones. Hell yeah! Mm. Oh, me too. Yeah. Okay, hashtag me hashtag too. Me too. Uh, I wrote, uh, who doesn't want to be a rich mob boss sitting in a restaurant eating veal? Fact. Yeah. Yeah. That's all we want. It's to sample, sample the finer things. I wrote uh, like veal and murder. <laughs> yeah, I want to. I want to call. I want to call in my my Irish uh, henchman who's been making a name for himself in the company and be like, "What's your name, son?" Yeah, right. <laughs> I uh, I wrote Kronos devours his own man gravy. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's still socially acceptable to eat your own cum. I wrote that. Yeah. <laughs> Thank God. Same thing. Thank God. <laughs> Who said it wasn't? <laughs> Thank God. Um, uh, I got, uh, who run the world? Jews. Jews. I wrote that too. Jews. Yeah, that's the last thing I learned. Sorry. The I have Jews one more. Jews run the world. Oh, did you? I have one more. I wrote Mein Kampf, more like Nine Kampf. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, da, 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 da. Just say no to Nazis, kids, because they're back. Yeah. More like Mein Kampfy chair. <laughs> Uh, and a nice cold brow uh, <laughs> that isn't uh, Nazi. Seriously, though, there's a Nazis bro. marching in the streets. A yes. cold brow and a colder frow. <laughs> <laughs> this is a German My wife, way. take her, please. Please, please take my wife. <laughs> Stupid. She just, uh, she just not stoop me in the way that I want. Uh, <laughs> Which is anyway. Look at my schwanz. <laughs> Gaze upon my schwanz. Observe mine balling. They are blue. They are blue as Adriatic. Are these Nazi blue balls or just German blue balls? I can't tell. Uh, German. Okay. Uh, <laughs> German blue balls. All right. Well, well uh, we will be back next week or the week after, possibly. I'm exhausting yeah. every German stereotype I know. With Ben's topic. That's yes, right. uh, I don't know what it is yet, but I have a few ideas, and I I can at least reasonably assure you that it's probably going to be good. Good, good. I, you know great. what? I gotta tell you, you're wearing that triple atomic wing survivor shirt, and yeah. I want to go get more of those wings. Oh, yeah. uh, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> I'll do it with it. Blew you? up last yeah. time I tried. You did. I remember that. That's all right. Um, um, that's worth it. I want to go get more. I, I think we should go get more. I want to go get more atomic. You name today, dude. I will. I will never say no to more hot wings, but I think once with the triple atomic is, is enough. Is yeah. enough for me. You know what? I have that. Sh I have two of those shirts already, so I think I'm good with getting more shirts. <laughs> I have one, and I've never worn it. I have no dude, idea where it. it went. You gotta wear it. You gotta right. rock yeah. that shirt loud and proud. That's, uh, uh, yeah, you gotta get your name immortalized again. The immortal Chris Brad. <laughs> Chris Brad. <laughs> Chris the immortal Brad. Chris Brad. Because nobody can spell my fucking name right. <laughs> That's insane. It's Chris Brody. It's, it's five letters and it's spelled exactly the way it sounds. There was a show about a bunch of them. <laughs> right. <laughs> Is this Mr. Braddy? Uh, no, it's not. Fuck up. <laughs> Click. All right. Let's end this episode. Yes. We'll be back uh, next time with uh, Ben's topic. Mm -hmm. uh, this has been season four of the Dude Cast. Kicking it off. Kicking Woo! it off. Episode one. Thank you all so much for listening. We love you. We love you. We, we, we like you at least. Go out and punch a Nazi or two for yeah, me. Yeah, fucking hit a Nazi, would you? Yeah. Live out a real life Wolfenstein. It's as right. American as apple pie. <laughs> Hashtag anyone Antifa. Who, anyone, who, anyone who tells you otherwise is trying to cow you into submission. That's right. Fucking swing on them. Just start hitting people in public. <laughs>
If you see someone wearing a Pepe the Frog pin, shoot them in the face. Just on, <laughs> just on principle. <laughs> Death to even, Nazis. Doesn't even matter if they're alt right or not. That meme can fucking go yeah, away. Buy anyway. a rifle. <laughs> Just, anyway, <laughs> we should probably stop. Good. Uh, Get a uh, gun. Let's, <laughs> let's end the show. We'll the see. The war you next is time. coming. Prepare. Bye. <laughs> Stock up. <laughs>